I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I guess everybody needs somebody to love. You can't keep love lonely. Cause being naive to it, you can just lose it like that. See, the kisses for bruises don't make it heal back. It bees the sex appeal that's from the next stand. Not necessarily the sex end. What might appeal to the intellect and having a greater effect on how they feel in. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. We're in the house. Yes, we are. No guest. Sunday morning. Yep, yep. Y'all know how we do. Um, so we might as well get right into it. Um, but I guess in case you never heard of us before, go to the blackouttips.com. Find everything you need to know about the show right there. Click around on things. We've changed a few things on the site. Um, uh, you can now register to be a member of the site, but, uh, I'll let you guys know what that entails at another date. But, um, you can do all this stuff. Um, and you can leave comments. Uh, you can vote in the polls. Um, you can donate to the show. Join our Facebook page right from there. Go to the site. You know, I can always tell who doesn't go to the site because they ask dumb questions, you know, that they should already know the answer to. Yep, yep. You know, they're like, how do I join your Facebook group? I'm like, it's on the website, on the page. Yes, sir. In the front. So, uh, yeah, make sure you guys do that. We appreciate everybody that does take the time out to vote in the polls, leave comments, stuff like that. Uh, it helps spread the word and uh, also keeps everybody interactive with the audience. And uh, it's real cool um, to have fans like that. Um, you can also do stuff like leave us a five star review on iTunes. We read each and every one on the show, regardless sure of do. content. Yes, yes. You can tell us go fuck ourselves. You can tell us you don't like the show. You can tell us it needs to change. Whatever you got to tell us, leave a five star review if you want us to read it. Otherwise, no guarantee I'll ever read it. I don't. You know how many emails we get that diss the show and I don't read them shits? I don't give a fuck. Like, Leave it on iTunes. I only keep uh, positive influences in my life. I know. We don't care if you leave a five-star view and promote your own shit. It's yeah. on our iTunes feed, so we get the credit. Exactly. We're not like Eli and those guys. We won't punk out of our own doctrine. We we see it through to the bitter end. Yes, we do. And we let people say anything. There's no censorship other than what iTunes institutes. Yeah, that's the censorship. <laughs> we don't censor you guys. If you leave something, you be like, I left eight days ago. Mm, they ain't like something you said, dog. Um. Alright, so... uh while, while we're talking about that, let's also talk about the official weapon of the show, which is... The taser. An unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And today's podcast is double sponsored. My Woo! favorite kind means that we're getting two kinds of money. Uh, and uh, that's, you know, that's always good. I know so. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Rod and Karen's Fine Work in Our Audio Place. Wait, did I do this right? No. Mm-hmm. No, this is the wrong copy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think that was like, correct. Uh, I believe I have already said this. So uh, let me go find the real copy. Um, because I usually don't do that. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Shout Out Productions. Our website has been revamped and it is easier to find shit on it now. That's right. That is in the copy. <laughs> that is how he Straight wants us to describe to you in a very professional manner. manner. Yep. That uh, you easy. can find shit on his website easier at this point than before. <laughs> you know? Um <laughs> Um, so uh you can check them out shadowdollproductions.com use one of the drop down menus to find audio plays digital downloads or dvds if you tweet me between now and thursday that you checked out the site you'll automatically be entered to win a free copy of our next a new audio play released this thursday all you have to do is check us out and then tweet at us at shadow dog prod that's right his 
Twitter handle is Shadow Dog Pride. So I go check out the website of ours, y'all, shadowdogproductions.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, look, click around some, look at some links and stuff like that. You know, maybe buy a thing or two while you're there, but leave them, uh, tweet them and see if you can get some free shit. Don't I you know. want some free shit? I, I like know. free shit. Me too. It didn't cost you nothing. Nope. Um, and then, uh, speaking of free shit, we also have another sponsor. Mm-hmm. A little sexier. You know, you know, no, no offense to, uh, to Dexter. No guarantee. Well, I'll tell you what is guaranteed, fellas and ladies. If you've been looking to spice things up in your bedroom, been fantasized about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie. I hope you are. You buy something from them, you are guaranteed to come if you know what you're doing. If you've been thinking about stimulating her clitoris, well, here is an offer you won't be able to do. Residuous. Uh, 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 you stimulate your own clitoris. <laughs> Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only you get 50% off of just about any item. Yes, yes. But that's not all. Mm-mm. You also get, in addition to your 50% off of one item, three free adult DVDs. Yes, yes, y'all. For a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so central. I wish I could tell you what it was. It could be anything. Yeah, anything. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Yes, they do. And no, that is a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's you, a guarantee. You, you guarantee for free shipping and a guarantee come. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off of just about any item. You put in the code TBGWT. When you check out and when you do, you get the three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Okay? Yes. Make sure you take care of your business. You know, uh, I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. This song right here, man, and, 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 I, and I know I be always thinking the most shit for you to do. Mm-hmm. But I know you got a listing of all oh, that's the black woman shit, whatever that thing you got going on oh, there. Where you think I got this list? Where you think I got this song from? Okay. Yes, yeah. we gotta play this list one day. Not all of it, you know, the certain songs. Okay. We can play uh absolute black that I'm I'm still collecting black women's absolute shit suggestions and stuff, you know. Yeah. Some of them don't pass the test. I'm constantly testing. Okay. Like I'll just throw a song yeah. on and if I don't hear any uh oh yeah, whatever then like, I that's know, my jam. Then you- I know it's not on the list <laughs> you know that's that, that was not it yep um so uh i guess uh everybody watched some of the games last night mm-hmm. the final four is uh the, the big deal in college basketball um which always kind of struck me odd because um the final four is the only thing it, the only sport where the actual championship somehow takes a back seat to the final four you know you know, like it's, it would be like instead of saying the Super Bowl, we all celebrated the championship week of the conferences. Like we don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the NBA, you oh, Western Conference champions, four teams left. Like the final four is the only one. And I think it's that way because of how it's sold, because they play in these different various locations around the country. country yeah. But the final four, the last. Uh, three games of the tournament are all held in the same building, the same yeah. city. So, um, I'm assuming that they're selling that to fans who want to go buy tickets and stuff. It's like the final four. Yep. But technically, yeah, you know, championship is what I care about. But, um, I watched the final four last night, uh, some of it anyway. 
And uh, I saw that uh, Wichita State lost the Shockers. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody made that. That's a Shocker joke. Um, but uh, then I watched some of Syracuse, and Syracuse was playing that zone defense, and they got shot out by uh, Michigan because Michigan just kept hitting threes and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was watching uh, the, the, the press conference afterwards, and the coaches was kind of disappointed, and I realized something. What? They didn't beat their players hard enough, Karen. And that's the problem. You know, sometimes, uh, you can't hold back. When it comes to coaching in the NCAA, there's motivators and there's people that go home. All right. And I'm looking at the boys on the teams. I don't see anybody with a black eye, no bruises. Mm-mm. Um, nobody's limping. I mean, I think they might even respect them. <gasps> right. Yeah. A couple of the kids like hugged them and was crying when they lost and stuff. And I'm like, what, what is this shit? You know, like, uh, none of these boys look like they've been called faggot or questioned their sexuality because they couldn't mm-hmm. figure out what to do on a pick and roll or where to rotate oh. on defense, you know, and mm-hmm. I can't support that. You know, if I had a kid and I'm assigning him up to go play college basketball, the first thing I'm looking at is, hey, man, um, are you going to beat my son? Because I, you know, I need him to be, you know, to learn how to fit into a college institution by being harassed and beaten and, uh, and demeanored. Demean. Yeah, demean. Oh, demean. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Feeling less than. Yeah. I need him to feel less than. I need him to not want to look people in the eyes. You know, I needed to be like the opening scene, the Django kind of, you know. <laughs> I need them kind of shuffling. So I was a little disappointed by that, you know. Of course, uh, Chris Rock probably, you know, probably going to think I'm I'm wrong. But sometimes you got to beat them, you know, to get these kids motivated. And uh, I just saw two coaches that didn't want to take it there. So who knows who's going to win the championship? I, do you care who's going to win the championship? It's Louisville versus Michigan. Mm-mm. I'm rooting for Louisville because that kid broke his, his leg on TV. And it doesn't take much to get my vote. And you know what? Yeah, that's the case. Yeah, I, you know, I never seen it and don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, the way people talked about, it, I was like, nah, I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm straight. Y'all say it's bad. I believe you. I, I happen to be sleeping when it happened, and I'm glad I was sleeping. Isn't it crazy? Because people always say we're desensitized to violence in the, in the America and stuff like that. And we'll watch something like uh, Walking Dead, and we see far more gory stuff on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But that kid broke his leg, and I immediately changed the channel. I told everybody on Twitter, let me know when they're done showing replays and talking about it, because I can't do this. Mm-mm. And went and did some other shit for like 10 minutes, and people started hitting me up like, hey, it's back to the game now. And I put it back on the game. They never showed the replay again, thank God. Yeah, um, but everybody else did, which which fucking... Well, people were sending around links and pictures it, on their Facebook no, page. You know what? No, no. I, did, I stayed off the social media. Mm-hmm. But Monday, because me, I mean, you was off Monday. We went to the Y. Yeah. And it just so happened that everybody else, ESPN, right. well, and, and, and every time I was like, oh, that's the game, click, turn, I would shut my eyes. I was mm-hmm. like, shit, why are y'all fucking replaying this a 10,000 times? And he's not making a dime. Yeah, and they keep telling, like, and the thing is, they weren't showing the actual injury a lot of these times, but they were just talking about it. And then one of the big controversies afterwards became, like, how it was handled and why they didn't show the injury over and over because they only showed it twice. And was that right? And all this other stuff. And I was just thinking, like, we're not really desensitized to violence because that shit was the number one news story for, like, 72 hours. And that's all people were talking about. That's all, you know, the networks were, were not trying to show it. I think... 
a lot of times people like to say we're desensitized to shit when we're not Mm -mm. it's a big difference between something really happening and hearing about it um or in a movie seeing it on tv that's the truth you know not the same we've seen plenty of broken bones and and gory like head stomping shit on walking dead if it happens um in a basketball game i'm completely out like fuck this i don't want to see this what i say it so you know so uh you know i don't believe people when they say that i um but uh we'll actually probably get into that a little bit later um okay and uh while we talking i got a random thought i would kind of want to throw in your mix mm-hmm, go ahead i just now realized today i am a massage john massage john yeah like like, like prostitutes and john yeah and you know how prostitutes call everybody john and i couldn't mm-hmm. understand that concept remember when we first was like watching pimps up hose down and stuff yeah. like that that was like yeah my john my john i was thinking everybody can't be called everybody you deal with name is john i don't understand this but I, but that was just a common name they get him mm-hmm. and i realized that today because i got some money from my birthday i was like well what i'm gonna do with my running i don't know i woke up this morning i was like i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get a massage my body was mm-hmm. like yeah get your cut rub on you man i went in there talked to roger man i dug in my purse like a crackhead i was like where my 50 dollars where my 50 dollars where my money that i get this money roger <laughs> and i looked at you like mr mr please please call her <laughs> get my ebay get, get, do what you gotta yeah, do you were scratching you were scratching your neck yeah i, I was like that. you know i was like hey 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 um i i, I need that fix i need i, I need that fix I, I ain't seen it in a few weeks yeah we uh definitely um i think you do have a problem i was going to talk to you about this off the air but um <laughs> you know in the in the last year the, the, the addiction has affected us in the following ways uh <laughs> yeah every few months i'm gonna go see her yeah but uh no it's absolutely fine um we'll we'll definitely hook you up uh i forgot how much they cost but i'm sure they have a groupon or something for it yes but. please go find it right now i'm still on that uh sweetest uh professor lch but one day I I'm, saw a Hot Stones Groupon, but it's way out. Like you got to drive that, like forty five minutes out of town. That's the only to get to thing it. about the Hot Stone ones. There's not. There's none of them close. Like everything. Yeah. There's a Gastonia, Cornelius. Yeah. You know, if if anything, you can take my money and, and add some to it and pay for one. But yeah, I'm 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 so looking forward to it. Yeah, but um, I yeah, I but I know you have your girl that you go to. Mm-hmm. You know, and the Johns they normally have uh, you know, they normally have. That 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 girl that takes care of their needs and know just exactly what, what they, they want. want. Yes, so, they know how to please me. Yeah, so um, you know, maybe you should. Uh, we'll just keep going there and we'll figure something out. Yeah, I have to see how much their hot stones is and let you know. Okay, okay, but um, yeah, maybe you are. Um, maybe you're a John now. You know, do you drive up with the lights off? And <laughs> yes, in the parking lot. Park, do you park in the back of the? The back of the building, building <laughs> away from the street nobody can see your license tag with some warming oil yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh you see her in the mall you're gonna stop her like what are you doing with this with this other massage person you giving massages to everybody now i know right i thought i was your only one when she started giving you massages you turn up and be like i want to take you away from all this <laughs> we can be together you don't got to do this no more Mm-mm, you don't come live with us and podcast forever um, be our personal therapist um but yeah that yeah you might be a massage a massage john yeah be. my body was like hey 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 you ain't been rubbed on in a while hey 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 because the thing about it though is that uh i've increased my workouts mm-hmm. so you know i've been bending and squatting and right. lifting weights and all this shit and 
man when she get to rubbing and i don't know where these knots come from but she get to rubbing and she like catch a knot and she takes it and she rolls it up and you can feel it rolling oh my goodness it i can't oh yeah she got to get a hold of me yeah um well another thing i was thinking about too um a couple of people hit us up and asked us to talk about monsanto and how genetically modified fruit and shit and i didn't know what they were talking about i felt like they were talking in thro- in like codes uh-oh you know what I mean? They're like, hey, uh, talk about Proposition 7520. I'm like, I don't oh, know what oh. the fuck you talking about. Me either. It's like, look, I love the show, man, but it's about genetically modified food and we need to stop this. We need to stop Monsanto. And I was like, I don't know. We might Monsanto hit the wrong, is. might hit the wrong show up. I think, uh, Black is online. They talked about Monsanto at a great length. Because I, I think it's out there in California, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe Twib will talk about it. I don't know enough to really get into it. Me either. Uh, at least that's how I felt at the time. But now I realize that um, I can't talk about this because I had a grapple this morning. What's a, what is a grapple? An apple that can grab? Uh, you had some too. It was good. It's a grape apple mix. oh that's why it was so sweet because i bit into it i was like oh shit this is extra sweet looks like an apple tastes like grape oh mixed with apple it's delicious it's so good man yeah it does it's a grapple it grabs your taste buds and i know it's not natural because the shit came in a four pack every other fruit in the store was in a bag comes comes just in a loose bin that you put in a bag yourself and weigh it at the at the this shit was like no you get four of these they're genetically the same size and everything like they all weigh the same <laughs> we can sell these shits as a commodity there's no when you look in the packs there's never one that has like three big ones and a small one or you know bruised or yeah, anything. yeah there's never a grapple that's too big to, or maybe it's called grape oil. There's never a grape oil that's too big to, st- to stick uh, in the, the, the sit in the, uh, little pre-wrapped containers and shit. Like, uh, clearly this is the result of some type of devil science, witchcraft, genetically modifying fruits at the, 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 the very DNA level. Mm-hmm. But it's goddamn delicious. Oh, that was, I mean, it was actually better than the apple. Mm-hmm. It's better than the grape too. A uh, hell yeah. It's the combination of two things. It's like light skinned children, you know? It's like the combination yeah, like of two different races. Yeah. To creating these beautiful uh hybrids, you know? It's like mm-hmm. Blake Griffin walking around or Holly Berry. Like they are the the the, the mulattoes of the fruits. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Now I don't know if Monsanto made this shit, but um they good man and uh i support uh i support the genetic genetically modified uh fruits and uh the, the black out tips man the official fruit is gotta be the grapele um and uh it has all like sterling said all of our strengths none of our weaknesses the daywalker of fruits it is <laughs> it's great it's beautiful man i like i wanted to eat another one right away but i i put it back like i only got three of these i put it back like it was some uh carnal dish brownies or some shit it's like no no not now can't eat all these now right away won't have none later yeah <laughs> stash that shit like a squirrel in the <laughs> right before winter comes yes it's like i'll, I'll just bury it and i'll forget about it and i'll come back and i'll be like oh shit a grapeful i didn't know this was in <laughs> yeah cause you forgot about it yeah yeah um and uh special op says it causes cancer in uh in the i'll tell you this cancer is delicious 
if that's um, what it tastes like yes yeah apparently we all gotta die sometime don't be a bitch um speaking of being a bitch uh you ever notice that a lot of porn stars uh take their names from celebrities like uh wesley pipes okay you know there's one called uh kobe cody bryant uh there's aurora jolie cody bryant <laughs> um and i saw one the other day and it was a woman uh, her name was jennifer sletson oh my yeah and that just sounds like something that you use to pick on a fifth grade jennifer hudson yes like that like that's what they call her on the bus or something like that like yes you know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of that shit going around man well there's a lot of there's a lot of uh people that go into porn and then name themselves after someone famous and i always wonder like how do those fame famous people feel about that a lot of people don't even know you know unless they watch porn i doubt they even know that these names even exist now they gotta know somebody gotta tell them like if i knew wesley snipes i'd be like so what do you think about wesley pipes i have to know (laughs) you know like if i ever do get the good like fortune to interview jennifer hudson i don't know how i go through an interview and don't go so you heard about this jennifer slutson chick or no no okay sorry my bad didn't even bring it up but i would have to know man because somebody somebody gotta know what's going on with these with these people when they take famous people names man you know aurora jolie does uh, does angelina jolie know about aurora jolie you know true i just wonder now and this is even worse with white porn stars i just don't yeah listen to all of them but i guarantee there's a you know, somebody that is using Britney Spears or Christine, but it's spelled different or a different way or uh, something. Britney Spears or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It used to happen even more back in the eighties and shit, but I always wonder, man, what happens, dude? Cause you know, and I wonder if it's a mark of fame. Like I wonder if you get to a certain point and you're like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know I'm, I'm feeling kind of famous because, uh, I got a porn star named after me now. Yeah, so some, I made it. I made it, mama. Famous, they have several people named something similar to it. That's when you know you really done blown up. Yeah. Like does Kobe, does Kobe Bryant look over at LeBron James and like, yeah, dog, I noticed that you ain't got no porn stars named after you. So, uh, <laughs> you know, step your game up, player. Like there's even a porn star that was named after some shoes some shoes yes there's a porn star named stacy adams she was named after some shoes it's not even spelled different and, and shit and stacy adams is a line of male clothing too yeah that's oh, what i'm saying okay. like well, they naming people at like the clothing lines there's a ton of that shit you know <laughs> it was like or they just throw in like one 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 word of the of the of the clothing line into whatever they're doing and shit so i, I always wonder about that shit too man but i you know because it'll be like uh gg couture or some shit it's like oh lord okay you know you've never owned any of those Mm-mm. clothing no. you know so but uh yeah i always wonder about that um all right another A tom hang hill figure <laughs> tom tom hang hill figure. yeah that's yeah. probably too long uh yeah um but yeah i always wonder about that um another thing i was thinking about too is uh i've been playing this game called far cry 3 mm-hmm and um i can't decide if i love it or hate it because Uh it's the impossible white man genre and it's like hitting a lot of the cliches like you're a white dude a pretty normal white dude that just happens to be good at extreme sports but other than that you have no superpowers 
um, and you get abducted on an island and you and all your little friends get abducted and you're getting held and tortured by this dude. And oh, that dude is scary. That dude with the mohawk. Yeah, Voss. Yeah, he is scary. That, that dude deserves something. There's a video game, okay, Oscar. Oscar. Oh, he, my he God. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, you escape into the jungle. Your brother dies, and then you have to go save all your friends. Uh, you wake up, and you're mysteriously getting tattooed and inducted into the tribal people's indigenous people of the island that now consider you the savior because mm-hmm, you you the only one that ever got away right well you know because you're a white dude <laughs> you know um and so that I, i'm in love with all that stuff right like that's the part most black people would be like fuck this that's the part i love is Uh-oh. i'm an impossible white man immediately everybody thinks i'm the savior i haven't really done anything to earn it i'm not responsible mm-hmm. i'm supposed to be y'all will party in before he caught you right all the black all the brown people on this island i solely exist to enhance my experience and make me a better person just like the movies it's just nothing but magical yeah. negroes everywhere you know, so, uh, I, so I'm chilling or whatever, learning all this stuff, but this island is dangerous as fuck. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you got bears. I was watching one day, Roger was shooting out. I heard something go, oh, I was like, what the fuck is that? And Roger started moving this thing. I know. I was like, oh shit, it's bears? Where the bears come from? Yeah, like this island is, like, I don't know what skill level I need to get to. In order to be able to navigate this shit without watching my back. But this is the scary. Like, I can't take myself out of my blackness. Because as a black <laughs> as a black person in the woods, I would be losing my fucking mind and just stand in the city all day. Yes. And that's what I was thinking because I watched the intro with Roderick. I was like, okay, man, this nigga like running. He, he's jumping. Shit's popping now. I was like, oh my God, am I in the jungle too? I was scared for him. Yeah, because it will be like like i have other missions to accomplish it's like take over this base and i'm like okay i gotta hide in the woods i'm use my sniper gun to get them from far and right when i'm lining up my shot all i hear is like i'm like what the fuck was that uh (laughs) apparently that's the sound that a black panther makes and my ass just got eight oh damn yeah like little mundane shit i'm like oh i'm gonna go pick some fruit and i'll go pick some fruit and then next thing you know a fucking bear hops out like i wanted that fruit and now i'm running my ass away from a bear jumping in the woods and it's hard to get away from a bear because bears can do everything nobody talks about how dangerous bears are in real oh, life ba- yeah Stephen fu- colbert bears are fucking dangerous yes yeah they like bears can do everything they can climb they can run faster than you and they, they can swim and they can knock shit over yeah like i hopped in a jeep to get away from the bear i'm sure the bear probably hopped in the jeep too i, I just couldn't turn around and see ah! it. He probably turned around. He was probably driving and shit. Like, it is, <laughs> it is a dangerous fucking game, man. Because guess what? Your ass get lost in the real jungle. That's the type of shit that really would happen. Yeah. And the stealth um aspects of the game are kind of hard to, like, to 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 really figure out sometimes. Because uh, they'll be like, infiltrate this base without triggering an alarm. And I'll just be, like, trying to figure it out. And then, like, a dog will walk up to me and kill me. I'm like, now, see. That's right. They did release the dogs on you when you was burning the drugs, didn't they? Yeah. Like, they, man, these niggas are prepared, man. I don't know why this white dude is just get your friends and get off the island. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? And who the fuck are these, like, sacred warrior people that I keep fighting for because they keep giving me missions and they don't help me at all. Like, it's just a list of shit for me to do. 
it's like well if you free a base we'll come and occupy the base it's like why don't y'all help me free this base well y'all are never around when i have to kill 17 people by myself y'all are only y'all only show up when it's like yeah uh now that you killed everybody we gonna we you the man now we gonna hang out at your base i'm like what kind of shit is this (laughs) so now y'all get to enjoy the the spoils of of me killing everybody like that is ridiculous man i don't know where this game is taking me but uh i don't know if i like it or hate it yet you know it's just annoying uh, and while we're talking about video games, I actually started playing Tomb Raider. Best game ever. This is something that me and Roger talked about. Because Roger was playing and he kept talking about how great it was. And and uh, I'm going to tell y'all about my, my video game level. If you 10 and under, man, we can bust it all day long. I can whip your ass and some super shit. Um, but, and I love Fable and Zelda, which are very complex games. But, you know, as far as a lot of the mechanics to me, they're really, really simple to follow. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna play it. And Tomb Raider reminds me a lot of Zelda to some extent. Like it's simple gameplay mechanics, except that uh the consequences of fucking up are way more dire than losing half a heart. I tr- that that's the truth. You know? A whole heart, that's right. It's it, like, it ain't the same. You were caught and now they're gonna rape your corpse. I'm like what yeah. whoa, where did this come from? <laughs> yes. And the the thing is is that I actually had a a uh, good time I played uh, yesterday for the first time playing, and I played this morning for a little bit. And the thing about it is that it is a beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, it's like a real-life horror movie to me because I spent more time going, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, like the, like the whole beginning of the game. And uh, one thing I do like about it is forgiving. And uh shout out to Scott Fring, a nigga I play that shit on easy. They was like, What level? I was like, easy. Did you got extra easy? They was mm. like, No easy is as low as you can go. I was like, shit, that's <laughs> as low as I can go. I guess I have to take that. <laughs> so, um and it was really fun and it's very forgiving because I can't shoot for shit. Uh I one of them people where I don't play a lot of first person shooter games because I'm terrible at aiming. It's like walking and chewing gum. I was like, fuck this, I cannot run and shoot and aim at the same time. It's too much coordination going on. It just I don't know. It just I know it's probably really simple, it just boggles my brain and pisses me off because I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck that. So I was like, uh this game is very forgiving because I fucked around and was going to meet the boy up my boy up on the hill and he ain't tell me it was some wolves around. And I was like, nigga, what, number one, what the fuck is that growling? I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, nigga, something growling. And I ain't got no dogs with me. Right. What is growling? Next thing I know, a uh, uh, wolf light literally jumps on top of me because I didn't see him. Like, I didn't know what direction to look for. I right. didn't know where he was coming from. Right. I didn't know I needed to put my bow out and start aiming. I didn't know shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, because I know they don't play games like this. So I was confused. <laughs> And yeah. so, and so the the wolf got over me and started snapping at me the first time. Man, he bit the shit out. Man, I was like, okay, this is this is this is not go well. And so for me, it's just it's fun. I'm dying a whole fucking lot. Like like yeah. because for me, it's a lot more complex than I thought it was. And and they do shit to fuck you up. They do shit to purposely put you in dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. And so like I was walking. Uh, because, uh, I was, had went to sleep with my girl and she, and her and the dude ran off. So I was like, shit, where they are? Next thing I know, my leg get caught in the trap. Yep. So I'm laying on the ground. I was like, oh shit. In a bear trap. Uh, yeah, on the bear trap. So I'm, you know, I'm laying there going, oh shit, my leg's in the trap. 
I'm thinking, I'm in the fucking jungle. This is not good or island or wherever the fuck I am. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I hear them wolves. I was like, Rrr. I was like, I don't know what's coming, but something coming and this ain't good. And man, my aim was terrible. It was like two or three, two or three shots fired to wolves. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad this game is forgiven because I die a lot. So where I die is where you restart. I was like, this yeah. is the game for me. Don't see, cause if I die and you start me, uh, five steps back, I'd be like, fuck this son. You can have this motherfucking game. Cause see, I, I know me, I die too much on these games. I was like, I, I yeah. can't, I can't, I can't take that. We got to restart from the very beginning. I know a lot of people in them old school games. Nah, I like new school. I like save, you know, save on its own. I like, you know, you respawn. I, I'm about, I'm about, I'm about that new school, uh, life. I ain't about that old school. You gotta memorize the, the, uh, the, the level life. I ain't about that. Not at all. Yeah. And so for me, it has been a, um, a fun ride. I even had to go get Roger to get me. I mean, not to get me, but to come and save me, man. Because I kept getting spotted. You got a lot of stealth in this game. My ass kept getting spotted and getting hit by these arrows. I was like, shit, what am I supposed to do? So he finally uh got me uh passed down. I'm supposed to squat, run behind the wall. And it was funny, though. Roger was like, you need to move. I was like, move what? He was like, move now. I was like, why? Am I supposed to move now? I don't understand. What? <laughs> he was like, lift the screen up so you can see the people around you. Because I guess my screen was all fucked up. So I was like, okay. And the thing about it is that I have to learn how to use all the buttons on the controller. This, see, this is how simple I am. I'm like A, B, X, Y. And the funny part, I don't even know what order, what order those buttons are in. So that would be fucking me up. It'd be like, why? I'm pushing A. She get bit. Damn it. So, so, so now I gotta remember the layout of the buttons so I don't die. And then they be like, RT, LT, RB. I was like, fuck this. It's too many goddamn buttons on this controller. Well, that's how you learn. You know, that's how you learn. You learn from dying, basically. That's how everybody else learned how to do it. Yeah, yeah. You play enough games, you die enough, and, you know, you end up, you end up watching yourself die. You go, okay, well, I guess the Y button is up here. And you learn that later, you know? Yeah, you know what? I, I kinda, I kinda got a strategy for it, for, I, I realized that, that is, you know, how X is on the left, so I go X, Y is up, which is yay, so I put Y, B is for, um, the backside and A is at the bottom for ass. So that's how I memorized the layout <laughs> of it because I was like, fuck, how am I supposed to remember the layout of these buttons when they pop up? Because I'm like, shit, which button do I push? X, Y, A, B. I don't remember. So mentally, that was my little way of reminding myself what button to push when it pops up. And then I didn't know it was a timing because mm-hmm. when the dude was, when the dude was about to wreck the character, Roger was like, why? I was like, I'm pushing why. I was like, I don't understand this. I was like, oh, it's timing. So yeah. I'm, 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 get, I'm getting better. I hopefully I make it through the game. Uh, I, I don't know if there's an award for deaths, but whatever that number is, I'm probably gonna get an achievement for that because my ass dies a lot. There's no achievement for dying a lot. Pretty sure that that's not. I, I don't, I don't know why anybody would put that. That's not an achievement. <laughs> That's, that's Shit, what, I need one. They need to create some failure mints or something. They, they do. I'm, I'm, ser- I'm, like, I'm serious. Your ass yeah. dies so much, you get five points for just being terrible. Yeah, you you you, you get points for effort. Yeah, the, the yeah, you're not supposed to die. That's no, I'm not, but yeah. I, I know I'm going to because I'm just that terrible at it. Oh, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let me know if it gets too hard and uh, we have to because you know, Vich, I always sell all our games anyway, so. If you get to that point where it's too hard, just let me know. Um, okay, I'll, I'll let you know. Because it does get harder, but like I said, it, your skills should increase as you do the stuff because it's really good at 
teaching you stuff for the next time you know yeah and, and, and maybe if i get through this i play stuff more complex and also the other this is the first tomb raider game that i could say i enjoyed because i play other tomb raiders games oh no 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 this is by far the best tomb raider game yeah. not even close yeah that's be- that's from a fan of the series and everything okay this is, because i've seen roger play before and i've tried to play tomb raider before they make that shit was so complex i was like oh no i won't be ramming nobody goddamn tombs i was like skip all them that series yeah. but when roger played this and i was like you know what this actually seems more user-friendly and more forgiving you know i don't mind dying but it's it's more my speed yeah yeah i agree um and uh also it's just a fun game you know i think it's something about playing as a 17 year old white woman in the middle of a jungle full of uh rapey ass weird killer man cult dudes (laughs) that really amps up uh the idea of trying to survive you know yeah it's like, I definitely don't want to get spotted right now unless I'm killing everybody, you know? Um, also, uh, it's the first week of baseball season. Boo. I'm going to damn about baseball. I'm sorry. And it's weird watching my friends who like baseball get excited about baseball. They get really excited. In the first week because it, the season is too long. The season's like 18 months. and Or it's so long. I don't want to say it's too long. Obviously, it's not too long for the people that are fans. But I hate the people that like baseball but hate basketball because they think NBA season is too, too long. long. It's like, fuck you. Baseball is the by far it's the, like the season is games. too long. Come on, and dog. Especially how people get excited about opening week and opening day because the entire day, the entire week is – full of statistical anomalies that will all regress to the mean on like a 99 percentile rate and i have to watch people pretend like this is okay like do you think that a-rod can hit a home run every game like he did the first week it's like uh so you think he's gonna hit 170 billion home runs uh probably not you know it's like uh well uh do you think that they can throw 17 no hitters it's like probably probably not gonna happen because it's never happened before and you know it, it feels like everybody gets excited about this shit and then a month later they realize they haven't watched a baseball game in three weeks yeah you know this is weird to see people get this excited about this sport man not i mean in addition to it being the most boring of the sports yeah and, um, and like i said if you love it you love it but it's one of them things where that shit need a timer like yeah. i don't know mentally i can't i can't be out there you know five hours and we gotta wait for three outs and we still in the in the in the second inning i can't take that i'm like you know what this shit is moving too slow for me i'm out yeah. i watched the world series that's about it for me for baseball yeah and so. i'm dipping in and out of that one um all right let me let's get into some some articles and different things i want to talk about this happened last night i was watching the final four and they revealed the new great gatsby trailer um so i don't know if you've seen it uh i will play it for everybody so uh everyone can hear it but um okay i i, I won't lie I, I was really excited about this movie um i read the book um i have it but uh I might not be so excited anymore. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't. The tempo of the city had changed sharply. The buildings were higher. Parties. 
lives were bigger. The morals were looser and the liquor was cheaper. The restlessness approached hysteria. Shall we? Who is this Gatsby? Do you know him? War hero. Mr. Gatsby doesn't exist. Gatsby? What Gatsby? I beg your pardon. Mr. Gatsby would like to speak to you. Alone. I'm certainly glad to see you again. To see you as well. That's my man, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, getting his acting on. Yeah. Covered a man of fine breathing. Very interesting. Everything all right? So, uh, I, I won't play the whole thing, but, um, yeah, at the beginning you heard it. That's the first time I've heard it like that. I've seen this. We've I've, seen this trailer but I've uh, never, over six times at least in the last year. Yes. I've, and I got excited every time. But this is the first time I'm not excited because and you, and you thought I was joking. I literally think somebody did a study and put people in a room and played Jay Z songs and played movie trailers. Somebody done statistics on this and this shit must work. Yeah, and so I said, wait a minute. They gave the J. They gave the Great Gatsby the Jay Z trailer treatment. The Great Gatsby. Just they even fucking up my white stuff. Like keep like the Great Gatsby is the <laughs> whitest of the white stories and shit. Like it's just all white people problems, the entire fucking thing. And what happens? Throw some Jay Z on it because they pushed it back. I remember it was supposed to come out during Christmas. I was, I'm assuming you know things didn't happen, and it reminds me a lot of uh, of GI Joe. Oh, please, where don't they like pushed it back. Next thing you know, Jay Z's in the trailer. And they coming out a year later. And right? I tell you one thing: if I see the Rizzy in it, I'm gonna shoot the goddamn screen. Yeah, yeah, they probably got fifty cent in this or something. But um, it was just so like, are we serious right now? Are we really doing this? Mm-hmm. So I said that, and then of course it's Twitter, so everybody has to tell me. Well, Jay Z is the executive producer of the soundtrack, and I'm like, what wow, that got to do with anything? Oh, in 2013. The RZA is trying to act and Jay-Z is doing soundtracks to music. That, like, that shit got flipped. How time chop flies, right? Yes, it does. I remember when Jay-Z was trying to act and the RZA was doing Quentin Tarantino scores and shit. Now the RZA is fucking up good movies. Like trying to talk. Come trying on. to talk and Jay-Z is. Make beats, make beats. You good at making beats, brother. Uh, Baz Luhrmann has recruited Jay-Z as an executive producer of The Great Gatsby to round up the biggest acts for new and original music for The Great Gatsby soundtrack. Now, um, if it's just the soundtrack is in the CD or whatever you download on iTunes, I'm okay. Because who gives a fuck about a soundtrack for a movie, honestly? True. You know? But if it's actually shit that's going to be like when... In the movie? Yeah, when he invites oh, no. her up to his room, what, what, uh, fucking what, 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 uh, what Otis going to start playing. What what time? <laughs> What time frame is this? 1920s, 30s? 1922. Okay, yeah, no. No, mm-hmm. no, you, you you need that. Yeah. yeah, you need music like that with horns and live bands and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to see him driving down the street and motherfucking Beyonce comes on. Because you know he's going to have to get Beyonce on this. That's, I'm not. <laughs> and this is the thing people are like, well, I just, his hustle is just so good. I'm like, at what point do we support hustle? 
to the point where it fucks up shit that we like ain't that the truth like can i just respect your hustle and say keep it the fuck away from my shit though like good for you tyler perry you got all your shit that's awesome don't direct my movies i know it's so no i don't want to hear star wars directed by tyler perry and then i go hey man i don't want to see star wars and everybody goes well you got to respect the hustle he's just hustling so good i don't want to see uh you know jay-z made the soundtrack yeah. for nba no, uh 2k that, yeah. 13 luke skywalk would be cross-dressing i don't want to see that bullshit right right and, and like jay-z made the soundtrack for nba 2k 13 good for him that's actually not why i buy games nope i actually normally pick my own music and play it in the background when i watch a basketball game anyway so it, but it's just this idea of like he's hustling man it's like i'm i'm not that kind of fan of anyone where i was like hey jay-z getting more money mm, up top it makes my dick hard like it's not helping me at all sure ain't uh jay-z worked with music supervisor anton monstead monstead i mean to bring in jack white brian ferry fergie beyonce florence and the machine will i am the xx lana dare and others to uh supply the music for the film jay-z contributed a new song called a hundred dollar bill while his wife beyonce is teamed with andre 3000 for a cover of amy winehouse's back in black so i don't know if this shit is gonna be in the film i was hella excited say so what can i said is beyonce gonna be in the film singing the shit in the background or i something? hope not man i was hella excited about this shit oh. but you know, then I, it got pushed back and I, I got a little nervous yeah i bet you originally none of this shit right here was planned yeah this i I mean this is coming out april 5th 2013 like this is new news yeah this he wasn't doing the soundtrack when it when they were talked about this and it was coming out in december no one was talking about that Mm -hmm. so ah man i just i don't know man i'm not excited anymore man i'm trying to stay excited because i thought it was gonna be some classic white treacherous drama and shit in the film um but uh now i'm like i don't know just stay out of my stay out of my white shit jay-z i know you're trying to get your hustle on man but don't nobody give a fuck about that man just you know y'all can root for these niggas like baseball teams and shit but i that's not how i root i don't (laughs) there's nothing inside of me that's like i need him to get some more money he needs to win like just uh you know i appreciate you and everything in your lane but uh it's not, you know, he's just going to have to prove it to me, I guess. If I go watch this movie and he's picked some elegant pieces that really fit the, the what top, they're trying to yes. do and stuff, I, I'll fuck with it. Uh, but if if it's terrible, uh, I'm not going to be like that black woman that lied about Tyler Perry movie um, mm, last week. It's a 10 out of 10. He good. It's 10. Mm-hmm. What's the highest? 10? He a 10. Yeah, what's the highest? 10, I'm going to give it a 20. Right. Ma'am, you can't go that high. Right. So I'm not going to be that for Jay-Z. That's my <laughs> favorite. He's my favorite rapper, but you won't catch me standing like that. Um, Speaking of something I am a fan of and oh. stand for. Yes. Uh, Cartoon Network and Netflix team up to destroy your productivity. That's right. Hell yes. I see you tweeting about this shit yesterday. I was like, oh shit now. Everything is on net. Cause we watch a lot of Cartoon Network. So I was like, hey, I get to go and watch some shit. Yeah. Like whenever you guys say stuff like, why don't you watch Mad Men? That's this is why. why. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Cause I'm, watching I'm not watching. You're not watching most of the shit I'm, I'm watching, watching and vice versa. Yeah. Now, you know what? And I'm, I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. You know, I, 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 I like shit like, um, what is the name of that show? 
I can't. Um, Finn and Jake. Mm-hmm. That's that's Adventure that. Time. Adventure Time. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I hope you don't have important projects because you're working on Daylight's Luminaire. Because uh, Cartoon Network and Netflix are partnered to bring you hours of the best programming on Netflix. It's streaming. Uh, you got your classics, Dexter's Laboratory, which I haven't seen in years. Powerpuff Girls. That's man, I love me some Powerpuff Girl. When I was in college, I had like a Powerpuff Girl theme, bed spread, all that shit. Yes. I was like 20, 22, 23 years old. My shit was pink and Powerpuff, and I didn't give a fuck. So much sperm on all those little girls' faces. Yes, it, it did. I, I even had it's a... It's a bit a, disturbing to me. It is, and I even had a Powerpuff Girl. When I turned 21, me and some of my girlfriends went out to eat, and I had a Powerpuff girl thing birthday party where we had like Powerpuff Girls hats and all this shit. Yeah, you, you stood up and you spelled your name with your butt. And yeah, we had a real good time. Uh, Samurai Jack. Yeah, we watched that whole series. I think that's, honestly, that's one of the best, uh, series I've ever watched. Uh, Johnny Bravo? Yes. Uh, they also have the newer ones, Adventure Time. That's me. The regular show. The reg, man, the regular show is the shit. Chowder. Yes, I like Chowder. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. friends. I don't know that that's newer, though. That's like, isn't that kind of in the same Johnny Bravo era, though? That's not new. It came a little bit after Johnny yeah, Bravo. Yeah, that's like, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, Robot Chicken, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, yes. The Boondocks, and Venture Brothers. Oh, shit, they got The Boondocks, though? Mm-hmm. Hey. Um, also, they went and got some um, WB stuff. Um, they had uh, Justice League and Batman Beyond and Justice League Unlimited. Uh, no Batman the animated series. Someone said... Uh, in this article, they say they only have season one. That's not true. When you add it online, it says uh, season one. But when I was actually watching Batman Beyond on my uh, on my uh, tablet this morning, it lets you pick season three, the last season, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, there you cool. go, guys. I get caught up on Justice League. Yeah, Justice League Unlimited and Justice League. I know Go. Young Justice what I was watching. No, I, yeah, Young Justice isn't no name. Oh, okay. And I, I don't think I watched all of Justice League. Talking about the original one, right? Right. Okay, no, I haven't watched that. I got to watch that. Yeah, so like I said, it looked like it was only the first season, but then when I actually went on my tablet, it let me pick three seasons of Batman Beyond. So I don't know if it's like that for everything, but you might want to check that out if you're into cartoons at all like we are. Yes. Um, that's a pretty major development, man. Oh, so, that's a huge development. Yeah. I'm yes, be, it's worth my $9 a month. Right. I was like, charge me double. Like, <laughs> yeah. this shit if, is if, worth it now. If y'all can go and get, put some more shit out there, I am about, I'm about that. All right. We got some more articles and stuff to talk about. Um, This is not guess the race or anything. I just thought that this was hilarious trolling and r- what an asshole. This is just a what an asshole moment. Uh, uh-huh. a massive graffiti binge ends with an apology note. Seattle, a prolific Seattle vandal ended his Friday morning graffiti binge by spray painting a brief apology note on a garage door. Police say the vandal or vandals defaced 31 cars, <gasps> several garage doors and a retaining wall sometime late Thursday night or early Friday morning. The graffiti, which includes homophobic and racial epithets, Spanned a mile from the Mount St. Helens place down to Cascadia Avenue south to South Dakota Street. The crime spree ended near a local elementary school with a simple spray painted message that said, sorry. 
Now, we're not paying guests ways, but I say white because there's only white folks can go that far, spray painting shit, and nobody spotted them, nobody seen them, nobody reported them, nobody called the cops. I just find the sorry to be such a, a beautiful, wonderful, sarcastic asshole movie. Yeah, because could you imagine you coming out, uh, you got a brand new car, or you just got a car, period, and somebody spray painted some shit on your vehicle, which basically means you probably got to get your vehicle repainted because that shit probably ain't going to wash off. Yeah, I guess for me, that's not what's funny. I mean, that would just make me mad. Yes. But what's funny is that you write bullshit everywhere for a mile. Yes. A mile. Who knows how many hours they were out there doing this shit? 31 vehicles? <laughs> and that's then, a lot. And then you just end that shit with, my bad. Yeah, you you cover you cover you cover the whole cul-de-sac and went up street and around the corner. Yeah, they wrote get VIP on the back of someone's car. What's the VIP? I don't know. On the get VIP on the uh back on the side of someone's nice vote. They wrote nice car you got there. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I like that vehicle, dog. Oh man, what a dick face, man. Oh, I'd never be glad nobody caught them doing they that bullshit. They wrote a dollar shot. sign on someone's fence. Oh, oh an anarchist sign on the side of someone's oh, car. The money people gonna have to pay to get that shit clinked, man. They went and specifically got different color paint. Oh, so for, that- so they would show up on uh, white, like white, like a black car got a white, uh, spray paint. The white, the white, the gray buildings get black, like, Oh, oh it's such good trolling. It's I mean it's terrible. Yes it is. But it's so good. What an asshole, man. Oh, uh, and then you can tell they're not even like a good graffiti, graffiti artist. artist. Like yeah, you they're just an asshole artist. with a graffiti can. Yes, that's like here, here, just spray. You know, it, I could see if you went out there and you seen like a person you know, you went out there and it was like, Oh I, I here's here's a picture of you and your family. Nah, they just drawing lines and shit. Oh God, man. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's terrible, but it's good. I'm sure if, if that person gets caught, they're going to get fucked up, man. Of course. Um, all right. So everybody knows Rick Ross makes uh, a rap where he basically described a rape and then defended it as by calling it a misunderstanding and that he would never condone rape, but he didn't use the word rape, though he basically used the he basically described described rape. rape exactly you know um well apparently uh talib kwali came out and sort of quasi defended him like he admonished him but then kind of defended uh his ability uh rick ross's ability to say whatever he wants to say um and this is one of the reasons that i say you should not defend people who are um who are apologizing that's right like if they're running away from what they said i can't i can't stand you know, behind you i can't i'm not gonna step up and take them bullets for your ass nope if you don't want to take them why should i like even with his apology non apology i'm still walking away because ain't that the truth you don't yeah yeah you, clearly you believe you're wrong and these other the accusations about you might be true so why would i defend that ain't that the truth um but anyway uh crunk feminist collective.com wrote up wrote about uh talib yesterday or the other day and they said after this latest week of utter sham tastery you can use words like that when you're blogging 
yes you can um in hip-hop the the words of the late great Aaliyah resonate now more than ever we need a resolution there is so much confusion uh rick ross thinks that drugging a woman and raping her isn't rape but rather a case of a misunderstanding talil kwali thinks that the first responsibility that women in hip-hop have to men in hip-hop is to love them uh despite his alleged support for frank ocean what does love got to do with being raped mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay okay i just okay i just want to be sure well i i guess uh you know that the that's what tyler quality was talking about i mean oh you, you know, so I, you need I, to love I, your rapist well i can play the full clip Let, let's see so we can get exactly what he said because you know sometimes uh people in their you know slander anger whatever yeah you end up saying stuff that's so not really true or the skewed yeah so let, let's see if we can play it for everyone you know i don't believe in condemning or censoring any art um i definitely believe in challenging it and uh challenging our artists to be more responsible in their lyrics but too often with hip-hop we have a an incredible double standard where we um where we accept it from rappers we like and don't accept it from rappers we don't like and i think if we're going to challenge the artists it's an empty challenge when we challenge the artists all the time and wipe our hands clean but don't challenge ourselves don't challenge our education system don't challenge our parents and and don't challenge each other when we place the, the blame squarely on the shoulders of artists i, I think that's a, I, I think that's dismissive of how great the problem is i, I don't think our, i don't think lyrics ever are the root causes of the problems uh only the symptoms of the problems and i think that if we want to change the uh to want to change what these artists are talking about we need to change the community that that these artists are drawing inspiration from i think some things are sacred in our culture you don't got cats rapping about the holocaust right and making fun of that too much and i think that speaks to just how we have to view lyrics the moment that you say i don't consider them part of it you know what's funny though is to her point about rapping about the holocaust that's not really a shared black or hip hop experience nope. or American so, experience nope. really. So so I don't know you're that gonna be rapping about it because for a lot of people they're yeah. like, Hey, I don't have to deal with this or this is not something that's a part of my culture. Yeah, so it's not it's I not in care? our purview really. Uh the hip hop generation is not really in our purview, but there are rappers that have made raps or lyrics about slavery. Mm-hmm. Um there's raps and lyrics about uh violence on the streets uh oh, black yeah. on black crime yes, sir. uh gang life uh so to say that there's you know some like there's no uh gallows lyricism or gallows humor or whatever uh in, in hip hop that that's a false equivalence that she's using to say well, they don't rap about the holocaust like why would they Ain't they, that they don't true. know shit about the holocaust no they family um, didn't have to deal with that or live through that. Then yeah. people don't sit and tell them stories about how they survived it. Like it, yeah. like it, like in it's their not household. A, it's not a cultural thing for yes. the uh, the kind of artists that are rapping about gang violence and shit. But That's gang true. violence is pretty fucked up. Yes, you know? it is. Um, but let me see what else they have to say. But obviously, someone spliced some of this together. Let me yes, see. they did, and cut and chopped. Cats rapping about the Holocaust right and making fun of that too much and i think that speaks to just how we have to view lyrics the moment that you say i don't consider them part of hip-hop culture then why should they listen to you why should they care about anything you have to say they are because i don't see see the rap industry really representing hip-hop culture i see artists they they are part of hip-hop culture they are part of hip-hop culture whether you 
They are part of hip-hop culture whether you think they are or not. Then they do have a responsibility not to be rapping at 40 years old about date mm -hmm. rape. You know, and that's I agree the problem that. right I agree now. That's that. what, if we want, I right. agree with that totally. But I if we want to change them, then the smarter play, and we want to change them, then the smarter play is to embrace them with love. Whether your opinion is that you personally, personally don't feel like they are part of hip culture, one, is not true. They are part of hip culture. They are. Whether you feel like they are or not, and two, if you're starting your if you're starting your process of trying to change the way that they rap by saying I'm dismissive of your efforts entirely, then why would they listen to you? They have no reason to listen okay. to you. The so, only reason we have to embrace people with love. None of these people are evil. None of, none of these people are, are evil trying to bring down our community on purpose. They're misguided the same as their fans. I don't care if Rick Ross is 40 years old. He's a misguided 40 year old person. You know, and and when when we embrace them, we have to embrace them with love. Like that, everything everyone's saying about that line is correct. Rick Ross condoned rape in that song, and he shouldn't, and he should apologize. And his apology that he offered was unacceptable. Now I agree. Mm -hmm. Now, 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 this right here is better than mm -hmm, honey child boo boo you was giving me in that article before. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, 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 listen to this right here. Now, I don't know what you're going to read with this article, yeah. but listening to what he said, I 100% agree with what he said. Uh, number one, because that lady was, was basically dismissive. She sounds like somebody don't like hip-hop, period. Mm -hmm. So, like he said, why would anybody listen to Utah if you're just dismissing everything they got to say? Your argument is irrelevant. To yeah, the conversation, and, to what we're trying to do right here. And also, what they were doing was a lot of false equivalency, false ultimatums, false choices. Like, they do a lot of, like, you bring up a point, but then they answer it with something, a complete different point than what was said. So it's like, well, you, you know, uh, uh, I, I I don't I just think that it's not good for hip hop. It's like, well, no matter what, he's part of hip hop. It's like, well, I'm not kicking him out. You know, there's no gatekeeper to the shit. It's like, uh, I just think it's irresponsible to put that in your lyrics. Well, it is irresponsible, and I agree with you, but you can't kick him out of hip hop and the real things that happen on the street. And this is a symptom of the problem. It's like, okay, well, we're um, not talking about the same shit anymore. No, we? no, we're not. And it's one of those things where it goes back. What about the Holocaust, Karen? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> And it's one of those things where it's somebody that really didn't come on to have a conversation. They came on with their argument points, regardless of what he was saying. And it and it sounds like the whole time she was talking, he was she was constantly dismissing everything he was saying, and she basically wanted to argue about irrelevant shit. But because he kept her on focus, she really didn't have any arguments about the real uh, conversation when he really started. Uh, agreeing with her because basically he's agreeing with her it's, it's not really an argument here mm. she wanted to come for an argument he's like i'm not i'm not agreeing with you all i'm saying was that bullshit argument that bullshit uh, apology he got wasn't sincere and i believe yeah that. and this you know this and then when you read this uh crump feminist collective.com um you can see the framing when she said talia quali thinks that the first responsibility that women in hip-hop have to men in hip-hop is to love them that's, that's not, not what he said. No, and that's not what I got and, from that audio. Right. We just played the clip that she linked it. This is from her own link. He didn't what say did she hear? he didn't say anything about women. He didn't say anything about what gender. He said our responsibility is to love them. Like our. So that includes men and women. You know, the same thing happened when um I was talking about that saucy shit. And some of the people ran and said, well, Rod hates women. He picks on cripples. And it's like, no, I called 45 people cunts. And if 25 of them were women and 
uh one of them was a cripple that's how i feel about that entire group of people not that not not all women not all you individually if i knew all your names and i had time i'd individually just say all your names like that's kind of like what happened here where he didn't say anything about women but the people are just taking it like he's clearly talking about what women need to do in hip-hop it's like well he didn't say that he said we as a hip-hop community that's right that, that's what the we that most rational people not coming at it from an agenda would take it and be like we as a hip-hop community cannot change someone by kicking them out of the hip-hop community if you want to use their voices responsibly you're going to have to uh embrace them and say i don't think you're the enemy but i think you are misguided and this is what we can talk about you know that's true too and i and i do uh agree with him when he basically was saying that it has nothing to do with the age or anything like that and he was like people yeah. can't be misguided and people can be wrong yeah it and doesn't matter no, if there's he's no 40. age limit on hip-hop it's um it's it's like the way she was arguing like once you get she didn't say it but from my from listening it was like well once you get so old you ain't got nobody's rapping yeah you know we we you know we're not having a, a a discussion here you came to fuss and argue yeah so let me continue reading this uh many folks have aptly broken down all that is wrong with rick ross's faux apology even Kali Kali said it was a bad apology and he, he thought it was reprehensible his misunderstanding of rape culture and consent and what he and others in the culture owe to black women I am more interested in the quintessential case of Ally Fail that was Talia Kweli's participation in this conversation. And this happens a lot too. What people measure you being a ally to black women for, which is why I would never call myself one. I don't even want to, I don't want that label on me because I don't want to deal with the type of motherfuckers that come with you saying well i'm i'm allied to the cause i want to help my sisters out because then they try to there's no satisfying the hurt for some black women that they've experienced Ain't that the truth. and i can't be responsible to you to fix that like some mm. of this shit is internal or just deals with different issues from that, a different type of dude that right. i'm not that's right and that'll ne- i'll never there'll be nothing i can say or do that will ever be good enough to fix that shit like nope so I like that's why I, I I reject that title. Um, but uh, you know maybe Talib embraces it. I don't know, or maybe just the fact that he was even talking about this issue, it jumped into like you got to be an ally. And uh, the measurement that most of this shit happens in these conversations is simply, in order to be considered an ally to black women, you can't ever disagree with any of them. You know, like yeah. if you're in a heated discussion, you have to just fall back and say you're right. And sometimes, guess what? You're wrong. Yeah, so he can't be an ally in this situation. Well, I think of the people on that in that clip, he made the most sense of yes, the people that did. that in the clip the most, that was linked to in this article. The most logical. Yeah, I didn't no sense. I yeah. didn't hear him blaming any women for mm-hmm. rape. I didn't hear him uh saying that it was okay. Uh, nope. Condoning Rick Ross. Nope. I heard him saying that the most effective way to change someone is to actually show them love and a lot of the stuff that comes out of this leg of uh the feminist movement quote unquote you know if you want to use that label a lot of the stuff that comes out of this is simply anger and rejection Mm -hmm. and it's not and it's more like a venting than it is a conversation so you aren't gonna i don't think that everyone's interested in fixing hip-hop i don't think everyone's interested in uh what we could do to reach rick ross i really don't think i think a lot of people just have a blog they want to get some hits Mm -hmm. you got to talk shit about this dude it's a it's topical 
everybody's going to click on it read it spread it so why even try to help these you know why even try and and also it might be impossible like even if you show rick ross love he still might turn around and have a complete misunderstanding of what rape culture is complete misunderstanding of how his lyrics uh condone it or don't condone it Mm -hmm. and all that stuff so you know he he's represented that so far um i can't imagine him even hold an audience with somebody that is actively admonishing him like i just can't even imagine it like egos and hip-hop are so big that i can't imagine someone getting called to the carpet and then going you know what sisters y'all have a good point you know um so yeah uh guests rosa clemente jamila lemieux and rahel uh tesfa marion i don't know if i'm tes tesfa marion uh uh had a conversation on Huffington Post Live with Mark Lamont Hill. Um, they went, uh, Talib went in on Rosa for suggesting she didn't consider Ro- Ross a part of hip hop culture. And she didn't. Yeah. And I think rightfully so. Cause he is part of hip hop culture. Yes, like, he is. It's not like part of hip hop is, is edgy. It pushes envelopes. But also, if you say something that someone doesn't agree with, you don't get kicked out. Like, no you know is is like he's part of it it's fucked up uh all these divisions that people try to create through hip-hop like his church or something like this is the baptist and this is the protestants you know like yeah it just doesn't work like honestly it's all under one roof yeah mm-hmm. if, if if someone says what kind of music is this rap what 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 is rap part of hip-hop like you know uh, he's not part of some other culture that we haven't created yet maybe he's neo hip-hop i don't know but it's still hip hop and rapping all mixed in in my book. Yeah, most most people would say he's hip hop. You know, he said something fucked up, but he's hip hop. Uh, she argued that her view represented a radical edge of thinking about hip hop culture, which attempts to separate what she referred to as the rap industrial complex from the broader culture. She also fully acknowledged the extent to which folks would disagree with her perspective. Right, as and Talib Kweli disagree with her. That's right. I think her critique and perspective is a valid one, meaning that while I'm not sure if I agree, her argument is worthy of debate and dialogue. Uh, but what Talib offered wasn't dialogue. Instead, he attempted to dress Rosa down for even having such a perspective. And see, this goes back to what you were saying. She black, she had an opinion, you didn't agree with her. And right. now I have an issue with that. She was wrong. Right. Then he dictated to her what her perspective should be and told her that ultimately it didn't matter what her view was. Rick Ross and Wayne are part of the culture, whether you like it or not. And that's yeah. a true statement. That's part. That's also part of having a minority opinion. That Like yeah. you, you, you present your opinion and say, look, I know nobody's going to agree with me. I know this represents the vast minority of people that even are aware of hip hop. So my opinion is blah 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 and then someone goes yeah your opinion doesn't really count because you is so small and marginalized and so specific and tiny that it's not we have to work with the reality of what's going on and not like how you would like it or just the kind of people that you are or your personal preference or or you and your bubble where people around you don't even fuck with him so why should you care and it's one of those things where it's and it's like the way she, the way this is being framed. It sounds like she gave an opinion and he basically put her in her place, and that's not what happened. It's one of those things where if you were reading this article and you didn't hear the audio, you would read this going, "What the yeah. fuck is wrong with this dude?" When most people aren't going to click the link that I clicked and watch two minutes and forty five seconds of this discussion because that audio is completely different than 
this article that she's writing. Basically, she made a statement. He didn't agree with her. He pointed it out, and she's going, well, she's black. She got the right, right. to her opinion. Why are you reprimanding her? Why are you putting yeah. her in her spot? And, and he didn't do any of that. He had a conversation with her. Right. She and, was the one not willing to talk. And the thing is, though, like a lot of women that run to these type of groups, uh, it seems like they're not comfortable with male aggression at all. Yes. And all male aggression isn't bad. No, it's you know? not. Like there's, you know, there's times where we've talked about issues on, on the show and, and I've been like, you know, uh, this is what's fucked up about small town culture and why it's, it's a good, the sports culture is a good cover for rape culture and people need to investigate that and it's happening a lot. And I'm sure there's people that are like, uh, well, fuck him. He's getting mad and talking about this. What the fuck does he know? Like they're just uncomfortable with the idea of a male being aggressive in a dialogue you know there's times i remember people used to write the show and be like well rod just shouting down karen and stuff i'm like i'm never shouted down karen i'm never like i would not do that in my personal life i'm definitely not getting on a microphone to try to do it for a, a an audience like but 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 as far as they're concerned it's a dude who's talking to and, a female right and so immediately of, yeah she He's the aggressor. She's the victim immediately. Yeah, regardless of actually hearing the conversation, understanding what's going on, listening to people's tones, listening to their to their voices and things like that. And a lot of times too, it's one of those things where it's almost insult sometimes insulting to women. Yeah. Almost like a woman, as soon as a woman talk, a dude got to shut the fuck up and, and back down and not have an opinion about it because a woman's talking. Right, That's and, not and she couldn't possibly handle any rebuttal she couldn't yeah. possibly be told she's wrong that, she could, oh it would destroy her because she's a woman. woman that's why i said it's insulting to her intelligence yeah and my thing is that uh you can have a you can talk with the woman have a conversation with the woman have an intelligent conversation with the woman and not insult her intelligence and right. because not one time did he call this woman at her name right. not one time did he say she was stupid idiotic or dumb he just not, disagreed he didn't even right I don't, I don't even think he I'm not even sure he used the word wrong, but it does like, but he, I think he basically said, look, your, this, this is your opinion ultimately doesn't matter. Like that's how small and new and cutting edge your opinion is that we really don't even have to address it because it's so, it's like, it's not representative of the majority of people who will hear this lyric or hear this discussion. That's so right. I can get mogged in the mire with your shit which represents like 2% of all people that will ever hear this shit. Yes. Or I can talk about the 98% of people who might be going, I don't see the problem with Rick Ross's lyric. Uh, and he's, he's definitely a hip hop artist. Like we're not getting everybody to your view view today, you no, know? And as a hip hop artist, you can't expect, uh, Talib Kweli necessarily to jump into your marginalized view of kicking people out. And one of the problems I have with people that even fuck with Talib Kweli like this, that as, as in like them, a lot of these people like these artists not for what they say, but for what they don't say. So yes. They, they're not actually listening to them. It's like, no. well, Talib Kweli doesn't talk about killing people in the hood. And it's like, yeah, but Talib Kweli has other opinions that you might not agree with. Mm -hmm. Or he may, you know, or he does have some opinions. He does talk about uh, certain gender roles and shit like that. But you just trumping him as hip hop because he does, he never says anything 
that uh he doesn't talk about topics that 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 you don't uh want to hear about so yeah you know are you probably not even really listen to his music right. all you know is that he don't never say certain things that come across your 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 view when you out there looking for shit i like this is not a surprise to me because i've read and listen to Tyler Kwali and I've seen I've been there when he's defended rappers like Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. I've been there when he's defended uh Lil B. I've been there when he's defended, you know, uh people that that, that were called reprehensible gangster rappers and he's like I don't rap about that shit, but I'm not against that shit. It's yeah. still hip hop. I'm not going to censor. I'm not for censorship. Yeah, you know that's his biggest thing. I'm not for shutting people down. I'm, so, I'm not yeah. for that. I I, I th- and it's one of those things where they both agreed, but it was like. We're agreeing. It's, it's, his thing was like, why you even argue with me? We literally are on the same page, but you're still coming at me with this anger. Because he's not doing it right. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed oh, to oh, shut up. Like, that, he's just that, supposed to go, you right, sh- let me shut up. He can't possibly go, I agree with you on this front, but on this other front, I think you're wrong. Like, I agree with you that this is reprehensible, but I don't agree that the way to go about this is to ostracize this person from hip-hop or even pretend that we can, because we can't and she's like fuck that you know yeah and Her- this person writing this article is like fuck that um this next part she says this act of masculine aggression mansplaining 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 and- mm-hmm. which i didn't get any i i didn't catch any of that because roger you know me i'm very 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 sensitive when i'm when people are talking to me i listen to them listen to their tone listen to what they're saying and shit like that so it's one of those things i was like okay i didn't see anything that would cause you to think that he was putting her in her spot Maybe they cut out a clip where he was like, listen, silly woman with your tiny brain. You yes, could not listen, understand. Listen, African-American woman over here with all this attitude and them big bubba lips. Let me tell you a thing <laughs> or two about your goddamn self. You know, where's, yeah. where's this man's planning coming from? Um, and general disrespect is all the more absurd, given that Talia Kweli went on Twitter and told his friend Dream Hampton, who attempted to point out some of the flaws in his argument and that he was disappointing, disappointed in her for rattling her sabers i.e. critiquing him especially when he's an ally um talib if by chance you are listening your conduct here is actually a primer in how not to be an ally i know you may stop listening at this point you probably perceive my tone not to be loving but if you do continue to read here are a few pointers on how to be a real male ally in hip-hop okay guys ever gonna pay this any attention here's how you do it okay this is the only way let the women have the mic yeah, like you said, that's one of them would just let her talk regardless of how, uh, my, like I said, regardless of how small her view is, regardless of sometimes even how uneducated people may sound, just because you're black and just because you're a woman don't always make you right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you gotta let them talk. You can't, you don't get the, you don't get to talk. Which means you're not really having a conversation that mm-hmm. you, you, you can't counterpoint anything she's saying. Um, which means basically she's black, she's a woman, she's angry, she's talking, let her be. Rick Ross disrespected all women and particularly black and brown women in this situation. Black and brown women have the right to command the space to get on the mic, if you will, and speak our piece without you yanking it back because you don't like what we're spitting. So if you disagree, you do not get a forum to, to, to talk about it, right? So you don't get to say anything. Um, not to mention, um, I thought that all the rap videos had light-skinned women of exotic stuff and white girls in them. So, 
um but, but apparently that's what he's talking about anyway in other words if you should find yourself yelling at one of the injured parties just know that something is going woefully awry check it before you wreck it you heard uh not one time did he raise his not one time was his tone nasty i didn't ugly. feel like he was yelling no but he's a dude so everything he says is yelling to some people wow. uh number two don't mansplain Telling Rosa Clemente that the smarter move is to embrace Rick Ross with love assumes that black women's contribution to the conversation is emotional, not logical. But I hope it is abundantly clear that you were the one all in your feelings in that convo. We've been conditioned not to see it when men get defensive and emotional because y'all usually signal that by telling women that we're the ones who aren't being smart or logical. But I can't I call bullshit for bullshit. Despite what you said to Dream Hampton on Twitter, your outrage clouded your judgment. So he sounded very outraged. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Wow uh, to that whole statement you just read. And the thing is, like, um smarter move is definitely condescending speak, but it is because he didn't want to call her stupid, which is the point blank you're being stupid right now that what you're saying is so unrealistic to get everyone on board with your definition of hip hop at this point is much harder than having an actual discussion about how to fix this. You know, like you're distracting with your like, but this is what hip hop means to me. So I can kick him out. It's like, you can kick him out of your CD player. You know, it's like, I don't listen to, I I don't listen to R Kelly, but I don't get to say R Kelly's not R and B. I, that, that's just, the truth. You know, I can he say it, forever, but it doesn't make it true. No, he will forever be R&B. Yeah, I can say it, but it won't make it true. I, with my, my, me and my couple of friends, our definition of R&B is different now. It's like, okay, yeah, great, but good, the, good for but, you three. But the mad, but the other, you know, hundred million thousand people that's buying a new chapter in the closet don't give a fuck about y'all three opinions. Yeah, and the other thing, like, I find this shit that they that they're saying so fucking sexist against women it's really like a woman cannot possibly handle being told i disagree you're wrong uh this is not smart that's impossible to have a conversation where a woman is is wrong at all or else she will fucking break down uh into pieces because you disagree with her and you know? start crying and it's one of those things where you know it's it's sad that just because i have a slip between my legs that i can't handle the argument basically don't invoke the tone argument you expect rosa to listen to you even though your tone wasn't loving you were offended and you felt the right to communicate that offense and be heard why not black women if someone is standing on my fucking foot and I don't have to ask them nicely to move like Queen Latifah, that is, said 20 years ago, a man don't love you if he hits you or rapes you or raps about raping you. Uh, she, he didn't say, she didn't say that part, but the part about hitting you. Uh, to ask me to love somebody who ain't even remotely interested in trying to love me back either means you think black women are Jesus or fools. To demand more love than all black women do when all black women do is love is at best woeful misrecognition and worse than egregious show of male arrogance. Um. Now, see, that's the thing. When he said we need to love, he meant we. As he didn't in say the culture. You need to love Rick Ross no. or black women. He said we, we as in hip hop, change him through embracing him, male and female. This is like we as in like right. inclusive of everybody. Right. And it's one of those things where sometimes it frustrates me when people hear what they want to hear in the conversation. That's even happened to us. We've talked about things and said things, but people hear what they want to hear. So 
and also when people come and talk to us sometimes they come with their own emotional or mental or situational baggages that they're already bringing so when they come they're not even really seeing it from an objective perspective right they're seeing it from well this is how i feel so i'm going to make whatever he says fit into how i'm already feeling about black men black women black love or whatever the case may be hip-hop you know rap and it's one of those things where she's not really making an argument because like you say it's one of those things where I didn't see anything wrong with his tone. He didn't yell. He didn't fuss. You know, and it's, well, it's like, is this a discussion or not? Because it, that's right. If you're not going to allow your quote unquote ally to even have a discussion with you, then they're not really an ally. I'm not your ally if I actually am not allowed to say shit, but just stand around in the background. I'm not your ally. No, I'm not, your, I'm not on your side. I'm not your friend. I'm just a motherfucker standing in the back of the room trying not to get cussed out too. You know what I mean? And, and, that's, and not that's not, that is the weakest type of ally to have. I want an ally on my side that understands where I'm coming from and we can have a discussion and get to a point where they can at least see what I'm saying and go out yes. there and fight with me. I don't want an ally on my side just going, you shut up and sit in the back and always agree with me. And, and anytime I say something, you go, yeah, right on. That's all you get to do. Like, well then fuck it. We not allies. We no, not, and, you know? and my thing is that, we can be allies and be on the same page, but still disagree on some things, and right. that's okay. And I think the second you don't see eye to eye, and and not only with this, with most people, they automatically want to dismiss you. They don't want to fuck with you. We can't be friends no more. We can't. And you're like, why? Because it's it's it's, it's like we are cool, ninety nine point nine percent, but you're gonna throw our whole relationship away mm. over one percent. That makes no sense. Especially when you turn it into shit that they really didn't say yes like clearly this dude said we as like a hip-hop culture need to embrace not you these not rap women. We need to embrace these problematic rappers if we want them to have responsibility in their lyrics and clearly she turned it into you told black women to what to do that's it you didn't say anything else like you know we is an inclusive term meaning mm-hmm. Me too, but apparently it means something different when you're in a discussion with these these ladies. Interrogate your privilege. You may be a progressive man in hip hop, but you are still a man who moves through the world with male privilege. And what you did in that conversation and the subsequent conversation on Twitter was communicate from the space of that male privilege. You told Rosa that she didn't get to determine who was in and out of hip hop, though she has paid her dues in the culture just like you. And then you told her who was who was in, period, the end. That's not being an ally. That's being a minister of information from the old boys club. Um, yeah. To this point, I'll just say this. Okay, he's out of hip-hop. Now what? Is that, are they going to stop playing him on hip-hop radio stations? No. Will they not play? Will he not be in the club? He will. Will he no longer be played on uh, these videos and hip-hop uh, internet sites? He will. So what fucking power is that? That is, It's an unrealistic solution to uh, a a real problem you know and 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 also the thing is that it goes back into this whole entire article and i am a black woman before i go any further this whole entire article in my opinion is a whole article to basically man bash him yeah maybe like i said maybe i'm for not agreeing that's right he's a man who don't agree agree exactly with what she said i have to talk shit about you because you didn't let me get on the air shake my head raise my voice get nasty but you go "Mm -hmm, honey child and all that bullshit you you 
you didn't let me do my thing. And it's one thing where he really wanted to have an intelligent conversation with her. That's all he was doing. And because he said anything, it was an issue and it was a problem. And my thing with that is that you, you, you it's, it's an insult to her and it's an insult to the lady that wrote this because it's like it's, it's one of those things where women are not this fragile women can talk women can speak women don't break down and cry all the time you know women are strong women can have point of view women can make good points and my thing is that it's one of these things where uh and honestly true equality is i can tell you you're wrong that's right true true equality is we can have a discussion like True equality is not me just sitting back going, whatever you say, dear. That's not a fucking equal relationship. No, because that's, that's when not. you really respect somebody, when you really see them as an equal, you'll turn to them and be like, hey, man, sometimes you're full of shit. And that's okay. Yes, that, We're still equal. Yes, it doesn't make you less than me. No, it doesn't make you less than me. It, it, does, it doesn't change or rearrange our relationship because it's been times where even with us roger be like you wrong and i'll be like baby you know what you wrong but you know what it's one of those things where everybody go okay and we have a we have a discussion about yeah, it yeah i remember on the show we talked about that welfare lottery thing mm-hmm. and you i was like getting ready to go in and i was going in and then you kind of were like well what about this thing and what about that and i was like oh shit you're right i'm wrong i like it happens. You can be wrong and take your ego out of the equation because people act like only men have egos. Sometimes women have egos, too. Yes, and they do. They don't want to be told some shit like, hey, you can't kick someone out of hip hop just because you have a marginalized definition of what hip hop is. In reality, that definition won't work. It won't actually be a thing that, that can happen. So, you know, I, that we need, I'm going to need you to kind of get get in line when it comes to uh at least the definition of things so if we agree on a definition then we can start working on a solution if we don't even agree on the definition and you're going to use this definition that's way over here that nobody's using we can't ever fix anything it's like a little small club a small sliver of society that goes well hip-hop is only these topics and these people and it's like, well, okay, well, unfortunately, that's the end of our discussion because you yeah. think hip hop is not even Rick Ross, so and, and, can't and, use it. Yeah, that's this whole point. And also, uh, in the article, basically, when she was writing, it was one of the things where she he was like, "Well, you act like she didn't serve in hip hop," and and maybe I, maybe the way I look at it is like this. Has she ever had a contract? Has she rapped? Has she toured? Has she? Literally- it doesn't even matter, honestly. It doesn't even matter. She okay. could be MC Light right now. It doesn't matter. Like true. Like I don't think you. I mean, I I I think you might be hard pressed to find female rappers who've made a living in hip hop. Uh, that's that, true. That would share her opinion. That's true. Now, but at the same time, even if they did, it doesn't like it. The argument they're making is so like subjective that yes it is it can't be used as a measuring stick for everything it just no, can't it's, no it's unrealistic yeah it's too it's, it's it's really just a way of saying fuck you to rick ross and walking away from him and that, that don't solve issues yeah, or problems but that's fine if that's what you want to do but yes, don't pretend is. that that's gonna that's a solution because it's actually not no it's not you know it, it, it's not going to change his opinion it's not going to educate him it's not going to spread the word to other people in hip-hop what no. you're doing is just alienating those people walking away from them and leaving them to their own ignorant ass devices where they're already aren't surrounded by uh women that have opinions and stuff like that you know yes. so yes um 
but anyway so uh you don't get and in fact that you don't have the power to determine the bounds of your allyship make you uncomfortable then you found the primary place of your problem we get to to determine who our allies are really we so every black woman decided that talia quali isn't an ally because this conversation are you speaking for all of them or just you just her yeah this is her opinion not you your primary job as an ally is to listen and then be a megaphone not a microphone so you just listen to them and then you amplify, say whatever they want to, never challenge their opinion, never yep. disagree. But then you didn't want to have a conversation. Your job is to amplify what we're saying so other folks can hear it and have our back if something pops off. If the folks you are attempting to help or be in alliance with, uh, uh, or be in alliance with will uh, tell you what they are, they are feeling unsupported, then that might mean there's a problem with the support you are offering rather than a problem with the demands they are making for a far better explicable. Oh wait, explication of this principle. Check out this good work from our friend over at Shakespeare. And for some reason that link doesn't work. I guess they forgot to link it. Um, so I don't know that the tips above come from a place of love. I don't always love hip hop since hip hop so infrequently loves me back, but I absolutely care about what happens in hip hop. And I care about the healing of black men with pathological issues about sex. And I care about black men who are interested in being allies. Most of all, I care about black women. So maybe a little more love is not what we need. Too many people use that word in vain. Perhaps hip hop should start somewhere far more basic. Let's imagine what it would look like to care for others, for ourselves, for the culture. So, um, yeah, this, this person has decided that, uh, you know, uh, I feel like they've drawn a line in the sand and that's fine for them, but I don't know that they represent all black women uh i think um some of the points and the hurt that they're feeling is valid and it comes from a uh, a real place now yeah like i I feel like hip-hop can be problematic but basically her definition of of an ally is a person that agrees with everything you got to say and and i don't agree with that so talia kwali did this um he wrote five ways crumpfeminist.com could actually be a responsible source of information <laughs> he trolled him did he yeah i think he did um and um I, uh he says uh here's a link to the blog that i feel is trying to ride my coattails in the wake of statements i made about hip-hop lyrics if you haven't please read it before you continue since they took the time here's my response after this latest week of blogs trying to get hits by overreacting to sound bites and trying to create drama and further distraction from real issues that affect our communities the words of the late great audre lord or lordy i don't know how you it, resonate more than ever if i didn't define myself for myself i would be crunched into other people's fantasies for me and eaten alive Let's go over the facts. According to Crump Feminist, Tyler Quali thinks the first responsibility that women in hip-hop have to men in hip-hop is to love them. This is not merely a stretch of the truth. It is a bold-faced lie. Never once did I write these words anywhere. The responsible thing, say or write these words anywhere. The responsible thing to do would have been to either quote me directly or at least post the audio of what I said. Since they couldn't be bothered, here's what I said when Rosa asserted that Rick Ross and Lil Wayne, her opinion, were not part of hip-hop culture. The moment that you say someone is not part of hip hop culture, then why would they listen to you? Why should they care about anything you have to say? They are part of hip hop culture, whether you think they are or not. That is just a fact. At that point, Rosa Clemente conceded to my point and said, if they are part of hip hop culture, then I'll say this. They do have a responsibility not to be rapping about at 40 years old date rape. 
to which i responded i agree with that totally but if we want to change them it's a smarter play to embrace them with love if you are starting a process of trying to change the way that they rap with i am dismissive of your efforts entirely then why would they listen to you we should embrace them with love none of these people are evil none of these people are trying to bring down the community on purpose they are misguided the same as their fans. I don't care if he is 40 years old. He's a misguided person. We should embrace with love. Everything everyone is saying about the line, that line is correct. Rick Ross condone rape in that song and he shouldn't and he should apologize and the apology that he offered was unacceptable. I fuck with that part so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, like, cause honestly, he basically restated the whole, the actual conversation. Right. And because, but not just that, but because Talib isn't kicking Rick Ross out of hip hop, or saying anything like ridiculous he's confronting him as a peer his uh what he's saying is something that you can stand behind but it comes from someone you have to respect as opposed Mm -hmm. to you're not even hip-hop i don't yo i'll dismiss everything you've ever done it's like okay well fuck you then why would i listen to you ain't that the truth you know it's it's like if you're gonna just lie about me or just uh make up shit then i don't want to discuss this you know um and essentially that's what they did to Talib Kweli which is make shit up well you say black women got the love of being raped it's like well I didn't say that shit like no he didn't you know um and 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 then um also uh Talib's one of those people that even without censorship he believes in responsibility mm-hmm. which you know I'm not necessarily one of those people but he even expressed that like this is wrong this is uh you know this is irresponsible and you know, it, instead they turned it into you cussed her out, you dressed her down, basically. Well, I um, didn't see any of that. Um, but he put his five points. Let me read this. Um, um, uh, on on five ways that, uh, they they can uh they can uh be better or whatever. Um, um, she put let the women have the mic. He said the women spoke for fifteen minutes before I got on. I was asked to call in because I took a stand on Rick Ross lyrics on my Twitter two days before the call. As a black man who does hip hop music, considers Rick Ross a peer and has been responsible for my content for my entire career, despite the odds, I have something of value to offer to the conversation. So I did. And the injured party crunk feminist refers to thank me for pushing back and challenging her. And I clearly acknowledge her consistent efforts in this struggle. So, wow. He, and that's another thing. They took a clip from when he was on, but they did forget that uh the show was say 30 minutes long and 15 minutes before he got on it was all just the women having a you know explaining their issues yeah so he was supposed to come on as a guest to explain himself but not talk that, that's pointless yeah just get cussed out or told shut up and yeah, walk away radio show don't challenge it all don't express your opinion in any way that disagrees with the person who is talking to you okay don't mansplain i have every right to express my opinion and i just and i did just that when i said that what i thought the smarter play would be or the other hand on the other hand nobody has the right to decide what i think is smart i still think it's the smarter play and nobody can can stop me from thinking that if you think you're not being smart or logical that's on you uh you don't have to interpret what i'm saying i ain't playing mind games if you say you're you feel like you have a smarter move i may disagree but if i begin personalizing it that exposes exposes flaws in my character not yours so i think right there he's saying like i get to say i think something is smarter and you can't take that away from me just because you're a woman and i'm talking to a woman that's a true statement though you know i do think something smarter can i not say that because you're a woman i have to say well the uh this is equally as the, the same as oh, what you want to do fragile. you're gonna break down that shit tears and cry 
don't yeah, invoke the tone it. argument um i didn't and whether i expected rosa to listen to me or not she did which she clearly acknowledged and i listened to her when rosa came back at me with the excellent point that activists have been opposing rape culture lyrics no matter who the artist is for years i agreed immediately because she was right towards the end of the call i stated i'm in great company with these sisters and everyone on the call me and rosa go back we've been doing this for a long time so i want to first say i appreciate the commitment feminists have been fighting this for so long um that's something that you would have never got from that clip yep for interrogate your privilege old boys club you mean like the old white man who decided who couldn't come in their club based on the rules they made up (laughs) sort of like how rosa said rick ross was in hip-hop what i did was suggest that we be inclusionary if we expect to dialogue that is the opposite of the old boys club mentality that metaphor falls flat on his face yes i was speaking from a place of male privilege but that doesn't change the meaning of what i was saying i was offering my ideas for a solution to me stopping that condemnation of art is counterproductive i agree mm-hmm. and this happens a lot in this conversation mm-hmm. where people are like well this rick ross lyric is the problem it's like no rape is the problem yeah rape rape it has nothing to do with rick ross rape, yeah yeah rape. like like this may be the symptom of the problem yes or it may be, yeah. what or you know but but if we think that we can get him to stop rapping about it and rape gonna go away is a lie Mm -hmm. it's it's a false it is a lie it's a false busting your dick into a vagina is the problem not the words it won't go away because rick ross stopped rapping about Mm -hmm. it and i and i and that people do that all when we were if easy e wasn't rapping about people if cops harassing people it's like uh cops would still be doing it and just no one would be rapping about it that's right you know we can't not talk about problems now the fact that it came from the 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 position of one of the problematic uh ideas out there in in american society with consent that's a problem but you can't erase it by not rapping about it or kicking him out of hip-hop like it's really not gonna solve anything Mm -hmm. um uh like jamila like jamila said during the discussion i agree with talib this is an american problem hip-hop is not the root cause we are seeing broken misguided people with a huge global platform speaking to and from a place of being damaged speaking to damaged people about the their damage and saying fuck rick ross but speak to him with love which i think is the responsibility of an artist like talib because he is invested in both hip-hop and black people um so why are y'all not calling jamila a false ally she not only agreed with me she echoed my sentiment and that's another thing they took that out of the clip for one but then mm-hmm. two um all the women don't always agree mm-hmm. so when you start using all that we shit we get to tell you what to do it's like who the fuck is we? Because not every woman listening or reading this is going, yeah, we, we all agree that, that Talib Kweli is wrong and, and, and we don't see his point. Like a lot of women are like, yeah, okay, I see your point. Um, yeah, you was right. Yeah, we might be able to get him to change this way, you know? Um, recognize that you don't get to tell us how to be our ally uh number five that's our point we get to tell you no recognize that i'm your ally whether you and your crew realize it or not i always have been i always will be regardless how you feel about it get your own damn megaphone i rock mics (laughs) (laughs) that was some that was some brooklyn coming out of him or some shit um but um yeah man i you know he 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 kind of came back at him man not like i said i kind of appreciate it um him speaking up for himself because a lot of times these dudes get scared into uh just agreeing and saying whatever they think will get them out of trouble with certain voices yep. and uh, i saw him on twitter defending himself and uh i was proud of talib and i don't even fuck with his music like that anymore 
um but it's mostly because of the kind of fans he has which is these kind of people that they've more hype, hype about what he doesn't say and shit like that than what he actually represents but you know um i think i'm gonna start checking some more of his music out again man because uh i like i said uh i think uh he should be applauded for actually um not wilting away because too many of these people just go oh women is mad i'm out poof throw down smoke pellet mm-hmm. and you know i i'm sorry for having an opinion bam you know and i'm Instead like they're talking yeah i'm like he's actually in this is actually what entertaining discussion looks like guys like this is, is this is what saying i'm willing to talk about it looks like it doesn't mean we're gonna agree no it doesn't mean that we're gonna um see eye to eye this shit it doesn't even no. mean that uh but what it does mean is we can be civil about our disagreements it means that we don't have to disrespect each other Mm-mm. and we don't have to resort to these lies ain't a, that a, the truth about somebody in order to get some fucking blog hits because that's what they did they lied man even in the clip they presented you can see this was not the shit that he said on on the show. Mm-mm. You can see right there, man. And I don't know if you just can't see that, then we're just coming from such a different place. Uh, just personally, if you listen to that clip and then came away with, uh, he's not an ally to black women. He doesn't care. Uh, he, you know, he's defending Rick Ross or anything like that. Then I'm just like, wow, you you have emotional issues no one can solve. Ain't that true? You know, just the idea that he has a penis is making him a problem for you. Yes, no matter what his opinion is. Right. You know. Um, All right, let's do some articles, man. This has been far too uplifting and not ignorant enough. (laughs) Uh, Here's a dude stole beer and uh, made the news. I like to get everybody to guess the race of COVID. Neighborhood on the attack stopping a suspected thief in Mountain View. 10 News reporter Marie Cornell live now with how this all started, Marie. Well, good morning, Chris. We're told the man who wasn't even 21 tried to steal a pack of beer from this liquor store but ended up with a bloody face. Let's go ahead and get to the video that shows the would-be shoplifter. You can see him with blood dripping from his face as officers talk to him, trying to piece together what happened. Now, the clerk at this liquor store tells 10 News he caught him stuffing a pack of beer in his bag. I was looking at the guy. He was looking all weird and stuff. I was like, what do you got in that bag? He was like, nothing. I was like, get your ID on you? And then he was like, no, I don't have it. I was like, then please take whatever you had in that bag. Now, after the man ran out, the clerk says that man started screaming racial slurs, and that's when he says a group of people began beating up on him. We're live in oh. Mountain View this morning. Marie Cornell, 10 News. Mm-hmm. So, guess the race of... Uh the man who stole the beer shoplifted ran outside and started calling yelling racial slurs in this neighborhood where a liquor store was and got his ass whooped uh cracker mccrackerson says linda brothers <laughs> one who drinks nat- natural light crack uh cack c-a-c uh carlton i believe that would be natty light uh cheese to the rescue white White privilege gone wrong. Probably, probably tried to steal Pat's blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling racist slurs and then got beat up. Yeah, that's a cracker. Uh, the correct answer is white. It was a white man. Yeah, I don't know what he yelled, but whatever he yelled, that group was sitting outside. Was like, oh, word. That's that's what we call them people today. <laughs> yeah. at, at this point, he probably was just yelling, "Ouch!" You know. Um, but, don't hit me again yeah please guys uh i'm sorry um 
so uh let's see uh oh i just thought this is interesting it's not guess the race it's just a interesting tidbit about race uh whites believe that they have replaced blacks as the primary victims of racial discrimination in contemporary america according to a new study from researchers uh at tufts university school of arts and scientists and harvard business school who paid for this article or who paid for this study and research uh, the findings say the authors show that America has not achieved the post-racial society that has become predicted in the wake of Barack Obama's election. Well, who made that prediction? Teray? Come on, man. You can't put it all on one brother. Both whites and blacks agree that anti-black racism has decreased over the last 60 years, according to the study. Well, you know, I agree with that because 60 years ago, you could get killed for whistling at a white woman. Huh? Or beat. Yeah, kill, lynch, beat, beat, beat mm-hmm. stab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah behind that, a truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, and, and and sixty years ago, everything was colored. So we had to color the water fountain. I would say you know, 2013 is better than 60 years ago I, for black people. Yeah, I would think so too. How, only, only because the laws prevented. However, whites believe that the anti-white racism has increased and is now a bigger problem than anti-black racism. So thank you to stop and frisk. Uh, you know, those white kids can't stop. They can't go anywhere these days without being harassed by the police officers, even yeah. though there's a single digit, uh, chance that they'll be violating any law at all. So. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, last time I checked, man, did you see all the blonde, blue eyed women they've been arresting, dog? Yeah. You see, mm-hmm. did you see them? I, like, I, I know oh sometimes I'll go to a whole food, whole foods and I'll just watch white people being pulled over harassed and followed up through the store and i'm just shopping and no one says anything to me baby they are beating them like vanilla pancakes what is going on in this joint <laughs> beating them like white cake <laughs> that white cake they had in Django. yes um i you know what i have to give nothing but credit to fox news man like hats off sir like fox news has done such a good job of just spreading Anytime anything bad happens to a white person, uh, from minorities and like e- uh, ch- ch- chain emails, uh, it's, it's magnificent. I see it all the time where people are like, no one wants to talk about this white dude who got robbed by a black dude for his Jordans. Hmm. Is, is America t- too scared to talk about white black people robbing white people? It's like, Okay, yeah. you know, and, and you spread know, enough and, of that. And, and you know what, baby? The last time I went into a black ghetto, I clutched my purse so damn hard, I didn't know how to behave myself. You went into a black ghetto? A white ghetto. Oh, a white ghetto. Yes, oh. yes. Yeah. You didn't hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I went into the white ghetto. Mm, okay. and, it, and it was very, very scary. All the Panera breads were all around. I, <laughs> I was like, God damn, where am I? Am I in the, what do they call this place? The ghetto? Oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe what was going on. The police stations were clean. I was like, oh, my God, there's no graffiti. I didn't know what was happening when I was over there. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, I remember I was driving through the white ghetto one day and um, I ended up getting uh, khaki jacked. Um, a lot of people don't know what that is. Um, and, and you wouldn't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's their slang. You know, it's there. You know how <laughs> they do. Um, but khaki jacked is, uh, I was wearing a nice brand new pair of, uh, khakis. Um, and a guy walked over to me and he he just said, uh, those are some nice khakis, take them off and, uh, pulled a gun on me and put, got in my khakis, uh, 
took took you know didn't take my socks because he didn't want to wear any it was cold outside he didn't care hey put on some sandals and ran right across the street uh in the tank top and my khaki so yeah getting khaki jack man it's not you know it's very masculine i've never told that story to anyone before but it's it's, it's getting serious in these mm -hmm. streets Mm -hmm. yeah um both white (laughs) Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty surprising finding when you think of the wide range of disparities that still exist in society. Most of which show black Americans with worse outcomes than whites in areas such as income, home ownership, health, and employment. Um, said Tufts associate professor of psychology, Samuel Somers, PhD, co-author of White Sea Racism as a Zero Sum Game that they are now losing. <laughs> I like the title of uh, that. They, 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 they now lose it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, <laughs> wow. We, well, well, baby, you know what? Last time I checked, I read a book about the 400 years of oppression and slavery that the white Americans had in this country. Did you know that the black people went and, and went into the trials of Europe and stole them and brought them over here well, and I made heard- them work? I heard that, no, that's not how I heard it at all. I heard that white, good, clean white people came over here to do all the work and make all this cotton and white, and black people terrorized them by doing all the work first. What? They beat them to the punch? Mm-hmm. Took, like, it was like, I'm gonna till this cotton. They said, no, no, we got this. You sit your ass up in that house and drink lemonade. I will fuck you up if you, if you try to come into this field oh, and pick this cotton. So that's what really happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's how it happens, man. Okay. I just, I just, I just, I just. Do you know sure. white people were trying to get uh, into the schools, and black people said no. Do do, do not take them white buses into black neighborhoods. Uh, we like secondhand books because they the coolest, you know. And wow. that still happens today in 2013. Yeah, you know what? And, it's and sad. You know it's what? Sad. And and it's amazing the. The, the, the white hip-hop, the white rap culture. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just talking, you know, about rap culture. And, mm-hmm. and everybody involved in this conversation was was white. So I don't understand <laughs> what was the, the argument about the weed we were talking about. And, and the poor white women ought to be outraged by <laughs> by all the slander that was said about them Summer, their race. Summers and co-author Michael I. Norton of Harvard asked a nationwide sample of 208 blacks. 209 whites to indicate the extent to which they felt blacks and whites were targets of discrimination in each decade from the 1950s to the 2000s. I still feel like that's not enough people, though. To a scale of 1 to 10 was used, 1 being not at all, 10 being very much. White and black estimates of bias in the 1950s were similar. Both groups acknowledged little racism against whites at the time, but substantial racism against blacks. Respondents also generally agreed that racism against blacks has decreased over time, although whites believed it to decline faster than blacks do. Mm-hmm. However, whites believe that racism against whites has increased significantly as racism against blacks has decreased. On an average, whites rated anti-white bias as more prevalent in the 2000s than anti-black bias by more than a full point on the 10-point scale. Moreover, some 11% of whites gave anti-white bias the maximum rating of 10 compared to only 2% of whites who rated anti-black bias at 10. Blacks, however, reported only a modest increase in their perceptions of reverse racism. The, these data are first to, discrimi- to dis- demonstrate that not only do whites think more progress has been made towards equality than do blacks, but whites also now believe that the progress is linked to a new inequality at their expense. So it's like, 
uh it's kind of like the uh, affirmative action myth which is that it's just a bunch of black people that are unqualified taking good white jobs from the white man and really more the the most beneficial people most people that have benefited are like white women and shit like that yes that are no one benefit you know they benefit from it more than any other group okay. right you know but somehow i remember when uh i was in uh, an old job and i we had a seminar on the taboos of work and things that we're not we can't talk about but you can ask questions and be safe in this room and my question was um about uh diversity and why weren't there more black managers and and higher positions at this company i look in those offices and it's pretty much exclusively white men and they answer my question by talking about getting more women managers because that'll happen before but they better just get they didn't even talk about the race part yeah they only discussed they discussed the fact that they had their first american uh partner as far as like you know leading one of the managerial partners and then they talked about the fact that they were getting more women in the offices because they still hadn't put any black people in the offices Mm -hmm. like and and that shows you what people are willing to talk about and where we're at with this shit where it's Mm -hmm. like we've just stopped seeing it and stopped caring about not we but white people have stopped seeing or caring about certain aspects of this because to them it's like well it's equal now because uh you know i've been told that black people are just complaining a lot so it's equal why don't y'all just shut up you know um all right let's get back to uh guess the race um some more happier things about fucked up shit happening to people and we get to be racist it's an unthinkable punishment tying a student to his chair with yarn but rosanna selena says it happened to her nephew on four consecutive days to bakeman elementary Selena's got a call last Friday from her nephew's teacher. The teacher admitted. I don't know if this is the video or it seems like it's just low quality video. I'm sorry if it is, guys. She tied him to a chair because he wouldn't remain in his seat. She was so nonchalant about it. Like, well, I, it was like a joke. At least I let him go to the bathroom. I go, but she treated him like an animal. Selena's is a legal guardian of her nephew. She says he is embarrassed. But Salinas is outraged. Um, sometimes he'll go to recess and then she'll say, oh, I forgot. I got to tie you up. He at one point had to tell her to let it go a little bit because it was too tight for him. Selena says after learning of the incident, she demanded a meeting with Bateman's principal and Fresno Unified's area superintendent. It was almost everybody was in a state of shock because... It was almost unheard of. All I got is I've never experienced this. I don't know what to say. I'm just sorry. But that doesn't cover the fact that my nephew was humiliated in front of his whole class. Rosanna Salinas also called Fresno police and an officer took a report. Meantime, Fresno Unified had this response to the allegations. Fresno Unified School District places the highest priority on the safety of our students and staff. The district's Human Resource Department has a robust process in place regarding teacher and or student allegations. While you can be assured that all matters of safety are taken extremely seriously, personnel matters and the outcome of the investigations due to privacy laws cannot be shared with the public. Rosanna Salinas says she wants the fifth grade teacher reassigned, but due to privacy laws, we may never know the outcome of the investigation. Reassigned? Uh, mm-hmm. What, what do you think should happen, Karen? 
tired. You tying the fucking child down to a chair. We're going to reassign her. She must know how what bad. What is this, the Catholic Church? She must know how bad uh, her her uh, her kid is if she's okay with um the, the teacher not being fired. She's like, well, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would demand that you fired the teacher. Um, so, yeah, guess the race of Mrs. Uh, Salinas, the parent of the kid who got tied up. Hispanic, says Sparger, and a fresh young cheese eater who has already felt the weight of the shackles of American injustice. Reassigned cracker. KKK white. <laughs> Latina. The correct answer is Spanish cheddar, says felt five. Correct answer is Latina. She is a Latina woman with a little badass son. Um, all right. Here's another one. Guess the race. And a little bonus A Springfield action. man is in jail tonight, accused of attacking a woman with a sword. Uh-oh. It happened late Wednesday night. No- That's right. Not just, guess the race, sword ratchetness. Right. News 12's Joel Ronk spoke with the suspect's neighbor as authorities search for answers. On April 3rd, at around 11.15 at night, Springfield authorities received an assault call. An adult female called in to dispatch and uh, reported being assaulted by an individual with a sword. According to the criminal complaint, 22-year-old Ronald Wenish is accused in the attack. Police wouldn't disclose where the incident took place. However, this Brown County Calls for Service summary indicates Springfield police were dispatched to an assault at the same time as the incident was documented in the criminal complaint. The listed residence of 206 Van Dusen Street West on the call log is this house. Authorities say Wenish forced his way into the victim's home. Officers responded to the scene and found a broken door at her residence, entered, uh, found some blood droplets, and then later located a sword with a larger quantity of blood around it. According to this criminal complaint, Wenish admitted to kicking in the door of the victim's residence. Then after he was inside, police say he began to assault the woman with the sword. She was kicking the door, waving the sword, sword. All you heard was Wenish, don't hit me no more. Cut me no more. (laughs) Poked several times with it and then struck with it. According to the criminal complaint, police were informed by medical staff the woman's shoulder was sliced to the bone as a result of the assault. Falling off the bone! Literally. Falling off the bone. Good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Would you put barbecue sauce on it too? Slice to the bone. (laughs) A a pretty good large cut on her uh, part of her body that was bleeding pretty severely. Joanne Porter lives in an apartment in the same building as Wenish and says he's an eccentric person. I've lived across the hall from him for, he's been there about a year, almost a year. He's very, he keeps to himself. He doesn't um, associate with anybody. Porter says the attack Wenish is accused of does not surprise her. No, because he he had, you know, he showed me every knife he had. He kept telling me all the time about how all he had these knives. Police say the... He Fine. showed you every knife he had. He was like, cool. Word. Okay. First of all, I understand that. If someone pulls a knife out and says, look how cool my knife is, the correct response is, oh, that's a cool knife, and get in your fast it's, the fuck out like, of okay, there. Okay, I, I got to go now. I, I know my dog's calling. You got the dog. Somebody, somebody's dog's calling me. I got to go. Second of all, I love that she had the sheer gall to go. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> That doesn't happen enough. At least she's truthful. Yes. It's still under investigation. And as for a possible motive. Some of the things that he had made reference to is he commented he, there was a Lisa and a Mike 
that had ridiculed him earlier. They were classmates of his, and he was looking for them. Uh, we believe he probably thought these people were still living in that house uh, that he entered. And uh, there had been a, a new renters taken over into that, that house at this time. Wenish is now facing felony burglary and assault charges in connection with the incident. In Springfield, Joel Runk, News 12. Wenish is scheduled to be back in court in Brown County on April 16th. All right, so guess the race of Mr. Uh, Wenish, uh, just Ronald Wenish, the uh, sword-swinging uh, knife owner guy. <laughs> um, let's see. Darth Whiteness. He definitely just watched one of the ah. classic impossible white man movies ever, Rambo. Gotta be white. One who watched too much bleach white. This motherfucker was showing off his knives, Bill the Butcher White. <laughs> Jason Cheddar <laughs> Voorhees. Whiter than all the cheese eaters in Wisconsin. White Walker. A black man ain't gonna brandish his unregistered weapon white. He only saw that what OJ did from the pool house, Kato Kaitlin White. One who cuts cheese coupons and white. Correct answer <laughs> is white. I think everyone got that. I don't think anyone got that wrong. Other than white, everybody was like, Mm-mm, "That's uh, you won't I'm, be you won't be you won't be getting me with that one, Rod." Yeah, right. It's like that. That sounds like a white crime, and uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, all right, let's get to this teacher. You know, we got teachers out here. They uh, they fucking the kids. <laughs> And uh, this week is no exception. Uh, to the rules. Yeah. You, you know, what a wonderful time. There's yeah. Increase, they need to do hey, a poll, I, poll on that. Uh, do you feel there's increased white women fucking these kids or whatever? Increase, ah, yeah. Increase, it went uh, up by teachers, 90, by 90%. Yeah, increase weird-ass teachers giving up pussy. There have been rumblings of a sex scandal at Tokwitz High School in Hemet. And today the school's vice principal was arrested on suspicion of having sexual relationships with at least three underage students. KTLA's Doug Colk live tonight in Hemet with the update. Doug? Uh, good evening, Micah. And Aaron Hinted was arrested this morning and is facing 12 felony counts, including seven sexual, uh, sexual intercourse, seven counts of sexual intercourse with a minor. The parents we spoke with all say that the victims are either juniors or seniors at the high school, and tonight they're outraged. Just hearing about it just makes me kind of uneasy. The community reacting tonight to the arrest of one of its high school's vice principals. Takowitz High's Aaron Henton is being held tonight on a million dollars bail. The 45-year-old is facing charges of having sexual relationships with at least three students at the school. Three? I, I think that's far too many. I mean, one's too many, but to know that it was three, like, that's really sad. Henton had been under investigation. <laughs> I like that she was more impressed, more upset about the number. Yeah. Fucking the kid. Wait, three? Okay, look, one kid. There's a couple cute, you know, there's a, there's a couple cute uh, Twilight vampire looking kids in every school. Yeah, but I can deal with that. Three? That, I mean, that's Jesus, lady. Yeah. Since March 8th. It was around that time parents like Sharice Degal, who has a first grade daughter at Whittier Elementary, received a phone call from the Hemet Unified School District. And it was an automated voicemail that. It didn't identify the school employee, but did say an investigation was underway. As a parent in the school district, how does that make you feel? Uh, pretty sick, sick to my stomach. Well, my daughter's sick, and just to know that like, that's even happening in this town. According to police, it was one of the victim's parents who discovered the relationship. 
Henton was arrested this morning at the 100 block of Columbia. She now faces 12 felony counts. By the way, the way, the best way I can describe this lady is she looks like an assistant principal. Like she doesn't, there's nothing like where you're like, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind getting a piece of that if I was a kid. (laughs) There's just this look of like, don't do that. Maybe she was doing some BDSM with this shit with these kids. Let's have. Go get the paddle. A lot of Look stuff at the going on in this town that never used to happen. So I hope that we can all can come together as a community and figure it out. And according to the district attorney's office, all of the alleged acts occurred over a seven-month period from September to March of this year. Henton's arraignment is scheduled for Friday. Live from Hemet, Doug Kolk, KTLA 5. All right, so let's guess the race, everybody in the chat room. See what you guys have to say about this, sister principal. Lonely cat lady white, whiter than kill face from Frisky Dingo. Uh, she got it bad, Mrs. Uh-huh. Robinson white, May- mayonnaise white, cat so white, Pam from Archer cockfighting white, string cheese in the kids lunchbox white, still magnolia <laughs> white, lovers of cats and cheese white, uh, I smell a Mori episode coming white, tube sock white, everybody got it right, mm-hmm. she was white. Yes, um, she was. And she and just she had this, like a prayer. Yeah. Like you said, she was old. She looked like an assistant principal. She looks so much like an assistant literally principal. Literally looked like somebody's grandma. She like maybe, um, pumpkin pie or something. Like maybe they need to throw some body shots in there. So maybe she was working with something, but I don't know. Her face looks so stern and mean and, and wrinkled and by a- anger and, and scary. Yeah. Yeah. Scared most children away. Yeah. Um, this is, I'm not going to do guess the race on this, but. Oh, I just thought this, this lady is suing, uh, this couple mm-hmm. because, um, they went, her husband went with them on a, a trip. Okay. And I guess things went wrong. Okay. Okay. Uh, Alexander Abdulav and, uh, Alexei, uh, Gradulinko, uh, ate Andre Korochkin um because they got stranded and it was cold and he died of cold cold unquote and then they ate him they got lost on a fishing expedition in a remote area of eastern siberia he died by himself he froze to death only after that did we start eating him (gasps) wow you mean tell me they couldn't catch no fish Right. What y'all on a fishing expedition yes which means y'all had everything to fish not even a nibble uh, cannibalizing their 44 year old friend enabled them to survive for a week, said a source quoted by, uh, Saka News Agency. Well, I want to know how did they cook him if it was so, how did he die of cold if it was, if it was they hot enough for them to make a fire, fire to cook him? Cause I'm pretty sure if not, he, they were eating sushi. It was not stated whether they cooked the human flesh on a fire or ate it raw. Earlier, the two men had categorically denied cannibalizing their friend. That's the problem. They lied. Police. Because three of y'all and two of y'all come back where y'all got explained as why the third person missing. Yeah. I feel like they start going to eat him like an hour in. It's like, man, we ain't getting no bites. You know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you looking kind of. Kind of scrumptious yeah. over there. Put some more, uh, rub some more butter on you. Yeah. You, know, that'll, that'll, you, got, you got some wasabi over there? That'll oh. attract uh, the fish. Just, uh, you know, put this apple in your mouth. Put your mouth. No, don't don't bite all the way Go through. Go ahead and hand me that Worcestershire sauce, which I don't know how to pronounce right. <laughs> Worcestershire. Uh Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I, I call I Worcestershire sauce. 
so his wife called the police. They said they had found someone's remains. Now they have given these these exam for examination. Criminal case has been opened. But I believe that Andre is alive. She stressed the body was found 50 kilometers from the place where they were rescued, and it is unknown whose body it is. Uh, clearly distressed, she also told reporters, I spoke with the investigator. He said they could not be 100% sure whether the remains found in the woods are human. Someone's jacket was found nearby, but where is the other stuff? Before the results of examinations, it is simply unethical for the the press to play that my, say my husband was eaten uh by his friends in the forest so oh there ain't that nigga uh fed him to the fish or something yeah so she doesn't believe her husband is dead she refuses to believe it but um mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. sounds like he's dead in their bellies mm-hmm. they'll be shitting him out next week mm-hmm. it's like well if you really want to see your husband again uh just wait till he's back from mine i won't flush um <laughs> A Dali City woman faces a torture charge after dousing her sleeping ex-husband with a pot of boiling water that burned more than 60% of his body and clubbing him with a baseball bat, a prosecutor said. Shit, play ball, honey, play ball. Yeah, um, that, I mean, that that's pretty bad. Um, that's really bad. It reminds me of, uh, was it Al Green's, those, those grits that we talked about? Or was, yes. was it Al Green that shit happened to? Um but uh you know sometimes sometimes you got to realize that a woman's fed up and you know they had too much they had too many problems and uh they had to put those put those grits on you on the nigga man having a hip-hop debate (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't being an ally and she decided that uh she was gonna allow his ass with some um some hot grits man i'm not trying to hear that yeah but um Uh, Jesusa Arsenal Tatad was in court Tuesday but didn't enter a plea to the charges. Prosecutors say Tatad became angry when she began to believe her former husband was was cheating on her. The pair was still sharing a home in Dallas City. Uh-oh. As the man slept on Saturday morning after coming home from his job working a night shift, which she didn't appreciate, apparently. Apparently not. Maybe he was working a night shift at another woman's apartment. Mm-hmm. She set a pot of water to boil, and his dumb ass didn't even ask, why are you boiling something at 3 in the morning? Ain't that the truth? And then and she, there's nothing in that but water. No grits, yeah. no no, no corn boiling, no corn on the cob, no peas. Just, no, just, no just pasta. Just water. No, no just pasta. Boiling. Just, just boiling. boiling. Um, so, you really got to be mad at someone, and you really can't plead a crime of passion if it boil, because uh, it takes so long to boil shit. Oh my God! That, uh, the more water, the longer. Man, yeah. I've been sitting there like ten, fifteen minutes sometimes waiting for a big old she pot had, of water to boil. She, she had, had plenty of time to change her mind. Yes, and she did not. She um, was like, "Should I go ahead and make this baked spaghetti?" No, nah, I think I'm gonna drink his ass with this water. Uh, so uh, he he awoke in excruciating pain and ran for the bathroom where the dad was waiting for him with a baseball bat. Oh! So she poured the water on him, and then ran. When he woke up to run in the bathroom, she knew he'd be in there. She was waiting with a baseball bat. Oh shit! She what allegedly she, she had that shit set up like a trap where it rolled around and poured the water, and she was already in the bathroom. Ah! You, you know how they be like ring 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 ring. Then yeah. they have like the, the the bowling ball roll, the iron yeah. fly across the room, the the mouse you know run, the bird eat it, and right. she was like, "Gotcha!" Poof! It was an acme trap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
um so she allegedly used the bat to club him in the head the ex-husband managed to get out of the home and flag down security guard an ambulance rushed the the man to san francisco general hospital where he was admitted in critical condition wagstaff said the man was had second and third degree burns over 60 percent of his body and is unable to speak due to his injury shit the Taz arraignment began monday in san mateo county superior court but was continued to tuesday continued to tuesday due to the lack of tagalog interpreter it uh is if convicted of the charges which include aggravated mayhem assault with a deadly weapon and domestic violence as well as torture she could face life in prison life in prison wow she's being held of in lieu of six hundred thousand dollars bail so um you know what's crazy to me one he has to go to the burn ward and that place is ridiculous painful sick yeah. uh, I, so I've much bad stuff happens with people. it but from my understanding is a lot of times they have to let the skin heal then they have to pe- literally peel it away let the skin heal peel it away like right. layers layers they have of to just, wash you every morning scrub you so you don't get infections yes. like it is excruciating pain she put this man in and most important thing that i want people to take from this this is why you don't cheat now look i know what you're thinking this is a crazy ass example, but everybody who cheats thinks they had his shit under control. control. Yeah, he had no fucking idea. Like, and, and you get sloppy because you're getting pussy on the side. You can't help yourself. You get sloppy. You won't care about them. You won't pick up on hints and clues or you'll, you'll know that they're suspecting you, but you, you try to, uh, act like you try to keep and be that shit. This is what happens, man. This is what, this is the shit that it can escalate to where she's just waiting on that fucking water to boil at 4 a.m. You know, got one too many hang up phone calls on her damn personal I'm line. Not returning the texts and tweets. You know, seeing you close that laptop too fast a few too many times. <laughs> and she is like, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what he won't be using again. Not that burnt up dick. See if she wants you now. That's what she was thinking. And then she hit this nigga with a bat too. She was waiting on him. I told you she had that. But we're gonna play Guess the Race. We see it. Uh, yeah, sure. We can play Guess the Race. Okay. But she was waiting on this motherfucker to uh to to even come in there with that bat. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what he gonna do. I'm gonna burn him. He gonna run in his bathroom. I'm gonna beat his ass with that baseball bat. Um. Yeah, I asked. All right. So we got La Chica El Loco Latina, Juanita Leonard Black, one whose grandmother. Knows Medea Black, Fat Lady in Misery, White, Tyler Perry actress, Pineapple Sauce for Filipino. I'm a, I'm on fire, 50 Cent Black. Women who, women, women you really don't want to fuck with Filipino. Wife hit her man and he didn't hit her back. Tyler Perry movie Black. Delicate White Flower, Jackie Robinson's wife Black. Cray Cray Filipina. Black as the darkness in her heart. Ooh, now, I don't that. know what exact race it is karen what race would you say she is can you make it bigger or just as big as it go uh i'm clicking it to enlarge it yeah she's like a i would say hispanic okay so going with hispanic, hispanic or latino yes or latina that so family you guys all got that right to guess those um i would do a couple other uh, a couple other stories and we'll get up out of here um an upstate woman is accused of stabbing her boyfriend when then tossing his prosthetic legs in the yard to prevent him from chasing her damn smart okay it's she like hit him be catching me through his legs in the yard keep him from getting her oh through both of the legs mm. well damn it's ableist but it's practical 
okay i'm not saying it's right but it is smart it's the smart move as talib would say greenwood police say that michelle thomas called them to just to call them just after 11 p.m monday and said that she had been in an altercation with a living boyfriend who she said was a drunk was drunk and had hit her after she threw a pack of cigarettes to him she told police she ran into the kitchen got a knife and warned them to stop hitting her or she would stab him thomas said her boyfriend continued to come at her so she begins to swing the knife at him to defend herself she said she knew she had cut her boyfriend's hands but did not know if she had cut him anywhere else she said that she then pulled off her boyfriend's prosthetic leg to immobilize him and tossed it and a spare prosthetic leg out the door and called police so she even threw the spare Ah! She was like, you will not be coming after me. I'll get rid of both of these bitches. Yeah, I thought he was missing both legs. He's only missing one, one. leg, but she yeah, just threw she, out she both got of rid- I got. I might take the original and the backup. You, mm-hmm. are, you're going to have to come after me. One leg hopping. Mm, don't make me hop after you. I don't want you to. Officers said they could see a small knot in the middle of Thomas's forehead and a small laceration on her right hand that she told him she got when her boyfriend tried to take the knife from her. Police said that the boyfriend told them that Thomas had attacked him in the bedroom for no reason and his hands were injured when he tried to shield his face from the attack. He said Thomas then pulled off her prosthetic, his prosthetic leg and grabbed him and stabbed him in the leg. Now, let me tell you something. If you had to ask me, which of these two people do I believe? Karen, who do you believe? It's half and half. Okay. Now, personally, I believe her. Why? Because his, his answer was, she attacked me for no reason. That's real for no, 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 no. I don't and, believe and, and him. When I, when I say half and half, yeah, she cut you and stabbed you. Like, that's the part of his story, I believe. But yeah, I believe he, he was, he was, he was fucking with her. She was like, you know what? Uh uh-uh. uh. I hate to blame the victim here, but you did something, sir. Yes, you did. Nobody does nothing and get stabbed for no reason by someone they live with. Mm-hmm. And that happens to have knots on her face and shit. Yeah, you fucked her up. And she was like, oh, really? Officer said the boyfriend kept screaming. She tried to kill me for no reason. Police said there was a large amount of blood in the hallway and in the bedroom where the boyfriend was located. And he had stab wounds on both hands and his left eye. The boyfriend was transported by ambulance to Self Regional Hospital. Officer said Thomas was placed under arrest because her boyfriend's wounds were consistent with him trying to shield his face. Uh, police said they found a boyfriend's prosthetic leg in the yard and returned them to him. Thomas is charged with criminal domestic violence of a high aggravated nature. Her boyfriend was not charged. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. Guess the race. Guess the race, everybody. Guess the race of Michelle Thomas. Uh, you ain't running no to. Okay, y'all, man. Yeah, man. Some folks just cut folks. Okay, nigga, I need. All right, black because we haven't had a black story all day. I'm gonna get you sucker black, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan who drinks too much white. It, it uh, Lieutenant Dan White, Foxy Brown, she black. You ain't gotta hit me but once, but one time, nigger, ne- <laughs> Negro. The correct answer is black. I don't know how you guys knew that one. Y'all must have heard the story before. Nothing in that story had anything with race in it. Y'all, y'all nope. just, it's an old story. Maybe I should have not read it. Um, Bossier City, LA, a Shreveport woman is accused of battery at the police say she hit a coworker with a bottle of steak sauce. Was it, I hope it was A1, the good kind. Well, that's where our A1 went, Karen. That is what, I hope it's the thick kind too. Bossier City police say 30 year old LaShonda Turner Uh-oh. and 23 year old Heather Mattingly 
were working at a steakhouse Sunday when they got into an argument and Turner allegedly grabbed a bottle of A1 steak sauce and hit Mattingly in the head. See, I know. You ain't hit nobody with no highs 57. Mattingly then allegedly punched Turner in the face. The Times reports that Turner was booked on aggravated battery, uh, battery by someone named Mattingly. Maybe it was a home run. Baseball humor. Police say Mattingly was issued a citation for simple battery due to her need for medical attention for a cut she received from the fight. It was unclear whether the women have attorneys. Guess the race. Uh, a bottle of A1 attacking woman. Dark as the bottle she threw black. <laughs> Jungle Coon Monkey Black. One, <laughs> I don't know why that one of all the ignorant shit I read today made me laugh. <laughs> I know, right? One who passed her purple, gold, and red weed furiously, ratchet, Florida, black. They from Shreveport hitting up, hitting each other with steak sauce, black. Uh, they don't know if they had, they afford attorneys, black. Porch monkey, black. LaShonda, black. Heather, white. Alien critic, cricket, alien cricket. Blacker than Rick Ross under titty. Three Force Moon Cricket and Spooky Cricket. Ah! Correct answer is Black. Uh, it was Black Woman. I don't know about both of them, but the one who threw the A1 is Black. Um, a New Orleans man has been sentenced to 20 years in prison for ta- taking out a bogus restraining order to bar his ex-girlfriend from her home and then selling all her belongings at a garage sale. Oh, shit, nigga. What? Oh, my gosh. You're serious. <laughs> that's a what a dick <laughs> that's some stuff to get you cut right now oh now you get some hot boiling water on you for shit like this yes you will shit but shit like that we'll we be sure some grits and that shit leah fink was forced to watch helplessly in november and december 2011 as vincent castillo 43 sold some $26,000 worth of her belongings to strangers <gasps> as the police turned her away from her own house in Louisiana. You did this. So you think she was on the sidewalk? Like, no, ma'am, please. He, he can't sell that. That's, there's a bogus restraining order. That is my stuff. I don't know. This does look like a really good price for this TV. Uh, so the restraining order wasn't real. Uh, I guess he f- used the bogus information of like she beat me or whatever, which she didn't. <gasps> Authorities say Castilla lied to a Jefferson Parish judge to receive the restraining order. However, it was still a valid legal document, and police had no choice but to prevent Miss Fink from saving her belongings. All I could do is sit back as it, as I feared all of our things being sold and thrown out. Uh, I had to stay away from my family home for three weeks, knowing garage sales were going on, and God knows what else. Yeah, he probably filmed porno on her couch and sent uploaded to YouTube, put her name on it. Wow. She said her only recourse was to take down the garage sale signs in the neighborhood and hope fewer people came to buy her belongings. Judge Donald Finlayson told Castillo to be uh, found him to be a habitual offender this week because of his prior criminal record and doubled his original sentence, extending it to 20 years. Oh, shit. Prosecutors are seeking $26,000 in restitution from Castillo. Yeah, good luck on that. You'll never get that back. Castillo still faces charges of stalking, violating a protective order that Fink took out against him. He had previously been charged with domestic battery against Fink. When Castillo was ended his first sentence in March 1st, he handed the judge a yellow legal pad with the words, I appeal, I appeal, written on them. <laughs> 
when the judge began to admonish him for his crime he jumped out of his chair and said i'm not going to listen to this just getting out of here with your just get out of here with your little sermonette Castillo has become infamous for filing handwritten court documents on his own behalf. He once sent the county clerk's office dead rats and a cockroach as evidence of the conditions of the Jefferson Parish Jail. Wow. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, uh, guess the race of <laughs> Mr. Castillo, the, uh, the dude who gamed the system. White devil, Michael Strahan, ex-wife, brother white he's white a black man couldn't pull this shit without getting beat down calvin candy as white as the paper the restraining order was printed on black back is wetter than kareem on splash mexican too slick too slick white his (laughs) his race is really son of a bitch but ethnically is cat niggas couldn't get away with this avato who has been watching one too many episodes of law and order poppy says they can kiss my old coupon ass uh white man married to a latina Bud from Kill Bill Volume 2, someone who had a pair of dueling gloves and says, I do declare white. Spick oh. needs no water for slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> and be real from Cypress Hill, correct answer is uh what what do you look like to you, Karen? I I thought he looked regular ass white, but uh maybe you have a different opinion. Yeah. Yeah, white so go all white um but that that is amazing <laughs> what a dick what a dick man oh to ever do that. and could you imagine like you said you go to the police it's like well ma'am these documents are legal she's like fuck y'all he's taking, taking my shit yeah he's selling he doesn't own lingerie they're like uh, i'm sorry ma'am uh he can sell does he have he titties he doesn't have a 36 double d bra size right why is he selling all these bras mm, i'm sorry ma'am we, the paper says a uh, man was beating for drawing genitalia on a roommate's face <gasps> yeah a prank turned violent in lion village neighborhood on saturday march 23rd when a man reportedly was beaten for drawing a penis on his roommate's face <laughs> shocked that this doesn't happen more often by the way or maybe they just don't report it. The alleged incident happened at uh, uh, some place. According to Arlington County Police, 31-year-old, 31. This is the behavior that 31-year-olds get in. 31-year-old James Watson fell asleep on his couch at the drink, a night of drinking. He woke up around 5.30 a.m. and became furious when he discovered the permanent marker drawings on his face, police said. Permanent markers? Of course, permanent marker, Karen. Police say you can use Crayola, Crayola, the washable stuff. We we had to go straight permanent. Okay. Police say that Watson, suspecting his roommate, ran upstairs to where the roommate was sleeping and jumped on top of him, repeatedly punching him in the face. The commotion awakened the third roommate, who managed to separate the two. The victim repeatedly, uh, reportedly waited out, uh, waited about an hour and a half to call the police while deciding whether or not to press charges. He did end up calling for help, and police charged Watson with malicious wounding. The injured man's eye was swollen shut and bleeding, so the third roommate drove him to the hospital for treatment, according to police. Cops say the roommate admitted they sometimes play pranks on each other while intoxicated. Well, maybe he was just a poor sport. Maybe he didn't want to deal with his time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the race, mm-hmm. guess the race, Van Wilder White. Yep, that's gimme Jimmy Fallon, Boston Red Sox fan, anal enema white. Uh-oh. Hangover Trio White, carried in the ass white. Northern Virginia Republican white, one who does not fully understand white culture, old dirty bastard black, jizz cheddar, um, 
every person right right over your hall knocked out in yuli fighter i don't know that one wider than the Mex- milwaukee cheese castle on the on the perp white uh cracker for sure white bill from delaware white <laughs> lancaster white and, El- and i don't know why tatum keeps putting this put his stuff in the screen queue but put it in the gray box above that but he put white butt chugger white the l- correct answer is white <laughs> That is such a white crime, dude. Yeah, and, and, and like, yeah, if you and look at the picture, asshole, man. Yeah, and if you look at the pic, this today has all been about nothing but assholes. But if you look at the picture, this dude looks like he could work in the accounting department at your job. Like, he does not look like <laughs> he's just a normal ass, like regular white dude, and he just did this ridiculous shit. Oh. And he got his ass whooped and you know what he, rightfully he deserved it oh, he deserved it so good man yeah he beat him somebody his other roommate had to take him to, and you know and imagine if it had just been them two and the other roommate had to been there to break it up he probably to killed him oh he oh you have to you have to like i, I have white oh, friends dick pick on my fucking face i have white friends that do this shit to each other and i've always been like how do y'all do that and it's okay like I can't even imagine. I don't have the balls to think of doing that shit. Like, like I, they used to do shit like fuck each other's car up, like put stickers and tape and shit on it, and be like, "Ha ha, no, I, I got, fucked your car up because you got so drunk last night." And I'm like, I would fuck you up. And then I gotta clean that shit. Right. I got to, I, you know, like I said, it's it's some shit that it's different levels of humor. I don't mind like the jokes, jokes, but them physical gags. Mm-mm. it's one of the things like it's okay if it's happening to other people and they think it's cool but i don't think it's cool i will fucking fight you no thank you oh man um all right man well this has been another episode of the blackout tips you guys keep don't draw penises on each other's faces please be nice especially to each other. not with permanent markers uh we'll be back uh the plans will be back thursday at five um uh just the blackoutist.com five star reviews all that stuff you guys should know what to do by now help us out um donate all that good stuff um so until thursday i love you i love you too baby Mwah.